<laughs> Tim, Apple TV 4K, yes or no? Uh, day one, no, but I probably will buy one. So yes. Yeah. Mind you, if they have the developer kit for a dollar, I'm definitely in. <laughs> I think uh, I think the ship has sailed on that one. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 161 of the More Than Just Code podcast. I'm Tim Mitra and I'm in Toronto, Ontario. And I'm also joined by Greg Heo in Woo-hoo. Toronto, Ontario. How's it going? And we have uh, Jaime Lupus Jr. in Seattle, Washington. How's it going? And Mark Rubin holding down the south there in San Jose, California. Hello. Alrighty. So hey, um, Jaime, do we have any Ask MTJC tonight? We do. We got one from, uh, I am going to butcher this name. I'm going to see it twice because I could not figure out if it was anglicized or not. So this is either from Matthew Ingverson or Matthew Ingverson. Person, who is asking, how much of an issue do you foresee the new iPhone 10 layout causing for developers? Well, for me, quite a bit. Um, I think we've been warning people that, you know, they should look into updating their classes for, uh, or up- updating their layouts for size classes and auto layout and, or using, you know, um, some of the template templated systems, but definitely getting into constraints and stuff like that and, and making their, their layouts adjustable. And initially that was to be because of the transition to the five and a half inch and the four and a half inch. Is that correct? the sizes of the phones are the six and the six plus seven seven plus eight eight plus um because you know they 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 rack better but i happen to have a couple of apps that we never got around to doing the size classes on because for reasons let's just say sometimes it happens and so for the sake of science i ran them on the simulator yesterday because it's what september 13th today the day after the gold master ship and so now we have access to the iphone 10 uh simulators and there's two of them there for some reason which i haven't figured out yet um, but yeah, so what happens is if you're if you're using um, frame-based layouts or you know CG recs and that kind of stuff, um, and you're not you weren't you haven't adapted your apps for size classes and things, you are going to get letterboxing. You're going to get a black box at the top and a black box at the bottom, which is which is has its pluses and its minuses. Um, and the issue is that you're not going to go up into the ears or the notches as people are calling them at the top and have conflicts with anything that might be in the center of your uh, navigation bar. Or whatever kind of app you have, but the other, but the other downside of that though is if you are using a frame-based layout and you've got things like popping up from the bottom or you know like modal views that you're controlling where they go on the screen, you might have gaps in the layout in terms of how things fit. Like we had one sliding view that went up to the, the top and just stopped just underneath the navigation bar. Now there's like a perceivable almost quarter-inch gap, um, you know, between where it slides up to. So obviously we have some work to do on our layouts. The good thing about that is, is, is you know, this being September 13th. We've got almost another month or two before we have to resolve those issues because I think the ordering happens in the last week of October and shipping sometime in November. Is that correct? That is correct. And we'll have some more of those details because I actually wrote some of that down. <laughs> right. So <laughs> so that was my experience right away, right out of the box with this with this uh, layout. But the other thing is that, uh, of course, there's been all kinds of Twitter noise about it, uh, about the fact that if you have an app that runs a landscape and depending on which way you, you rotate the phone, either clockwise or counterclockwise, Wise, you're going to get the notch either on the left or right hand side of your your view, and if you have content butting up against the left hand side, um, you're going to have some issues. And I think that maybe again uh, we were kind of speculating when WWDC came out and they announced the new what's the new um, auto layout uh, thing, uh, but with the top and the top leading edge and, and trailing is gone, and the top and bottom are changed to something else. They got layout yeah, guides, anchors, they got safe areas guides. now, all kinds of things. Yeah, layout safe margins, areas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. right. And I think I mentioned at 
time when we heard about safe area. Safe area is something we use on we use on television when we're doing like you know uh, content for um, DVD covers or CD covers or things that you would display on a, te- on a regular television. You always had because of the overscan of uh, the image on a TV screen, you always had to want to keep away from the, the edges of the screen if you had like some text or whatever going over there. Um, and then you know so now that we've seen this notch, to me this is a total reason why they they have that whole overscan area because now they can you know Apple can programmatically push your your content down so it doesn't conflict with the notches or the ear or whatever you want to call them right i thought you were going to say yeah. uh, from your print world i was I thought you were going to talk about like a full bleed image or something like that well that's true that's true that we also had safe we had safe type safety we called it in um in print world like if you were doing a poster or something that might you don't know if it's going to be in a at a bus shelter if it's going to be in a frame or you know so you don't want to keep your you want to keep your text in from the edge a bit right and uh same thing when you're when you're when you're laying out a magazine or, or even a hardcover book the reason why books, printed books, have such a wide gap around the text is because depending on where the actual page falls into the folio and, and how, how deep it is into the book, when the when the cutter comes down to cut the paper, it may end up clipping the text. So you want to keep give yourself a wide berth um, on the you know between on either side of the page, top and bottom. And that's why you know if you look at a printed book like a paperback or hardcover, they're ne- the text never goes to the edge because if you look at if, if you have a printed book, open it up and, and measure the 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 width of of a page in the center versus the width of the page on the outside, you'll find that the pages in the center are shorter or narrower than the ones on the outside. And that's because of the way paper folds. I think Mark was talking to us about how paper folds and if you fold a piece of paper, you'll end up at the moon or something like that. Mark, remember that story you were telling us? Yeah. But that's the same sort of idea. When you fold paper, it kind of <laughs> it, uh, when you fold paper and then you cut it, you know, you, you end up chopping, making the paper smaller. So there's all kinds of things like that, but type safety was one of those things we used to use back in the back in the layout days. Thanks for, thanks for bringing back the horrors, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. All right. So anybody else have any thoughts on the layout issues? Well, I've been using auto layout for a while now, so I, I'm hopefully okay. But I, I kind of suspect that it will take some tweaking as easy as they claim it's going to be. I think it's going to take some tweaking. A little disappointed that they introduced yet another aspect ratio. Right, exactly. Uh, you know, we, we used to complain a lot about Android fragmentation and how the iOS platform was so much better because it wasn't fragmented. And it seems like Apple's trying pretty hard to fragment this, this uh, ecosystem. Here, but we'll, we will see. Yeah, I, I don't, should we take a minute and talk about the notches on the on the screen at the top of the screen? I, I had one more thing about layout. Oh, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I think the one of the traditional views, like when they went from the iPhone four to the iPhone five, and they went to the whatever four inch, four and a half inch screen, whatever it is, uh, four inch screen. Then a lot of people were saying back then, well, you know, you can always just letterbox or pillarbox the apps, and maybe most apps are like feed apps, and they'll just scroll, and you'll just have more space. Like we'll get a couple of extra cells, and it won't be such a big deal. I think that's kind of the case here because the iPhone 10 has a longer sort of aspect ratio so you'll just get more scrolling space but I think the problem is when you rotate the phone now um, into landscape then like the notch will sort of dig into your full screen content now so it's like what are you going to do about that little little bit of margin on the left which is part of the new margin safe area all that kind of thing uh, so I think even table view apps are no longer safe it used to be oh my app is just a table view with cells and it's no big deal but if you support rotation as well then you're going to have some some trouble as well so I mean, we'll probably talk later about some of the new videos that were released and you know there's one about table views and content views in safe areas and margins so i just have a screenshot from one of the videos there uh, sort of talking about all of the different layers that you have to consider now so it's just i don't think it'll be as easy as uh going from like the three and a half to the four inch screen just because of the right. notch which yes we should talk about so actually uh, just before we get to the notch too you just reminded me of another thing too so like my my device tracker app i as you know i've talked about on the show i refactored it to use the split view control 
controller that came out for the iPhone 6 Plus. And that's where, you know, if you have, like on an iPhone, you have a, you just have the vertical view of the phone. Uh, and if you rotate it, you get the table cells uh, filled to, they stretch to the full width of the phone. Mm-hmm. But on only on the iPhone 6, they, when you rotate it, you get like the split view like you used to get on the on the uh, iPad. So you get the 320 pixel-ish area on the left, and then you get your con- your, dis- your detail showing on the right. Um, yeah. So when I, so the thing about it is with the iPhone 10 is it doesn't do that. It doesn't have this, it doesn't support it the It does not. View. Yeah. The yeah. iPhone 10 in landscape is still technically, I'm making air quotes here, compact width. Yeah. So it is still, right, yeah, right. it's not, uh, it's not the full, the normal width like a, a plus phone is. So yeah. Right. So, but other, other than that, I mean, because, because I went with a conventional uh, template and because I, because I had refactored that to use auto layout, I think I'm good. I think I'm good on most of my apps. The only one is the, the, the one I was talking about. The other thing too, just I wanted to point out too, is because, so you know how in, in, um, it's standard navigation bar, you have like 44 pixels high, right? For the, you know, usually for a toolbar or, or a nav bar. And then you have the extra 20 pixels on top for to sit behind the, the status bar. Like, so if you, you know, and a lot of us went when we wanted to go with colored headers, um, we'd load it up with a graphic, right? Well, this letterboxing thing I talked about a minute ago is all of a sudden that top nav bar, even though it's letterboxed, is taller by 20 pixels again, because, you know, what we used to compensate for the status bar is now being eaten up. And so you get this extra wide, extra tall nav bar with like nothing happening in the top 20 pixels where the battery icon and the carrier icon used to be in the time, I guess, right? So that's another, that's, yeah. Anytime you present a modal view, if you aren't using a nav bar in that modal view, you may have, may run into issues because very often we would adjust it for 20 pixels of the, or 20 points rather, of the status bar there so that your modal view content wouldn't overlap the status bar. And uh, now it's with a notch and varying sizes of status bars, it's going to be an issue for a lot of lights. Right, right. Yeah. So thanks, Matthew, for all this trouble you caused us. <laughs> for sure. Thanks, Apple. <laughs> yeah, no, of course we thank Apple. Thank you, Apple. Thanks for making us have a job. All right. So move on to well, the Well, it, it just uh, it makes life harder for the indie developer if you're the sole person working on a project. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, more work yeah. you have to do to get stuff out the door. Well, it even comes down to, to supporting your customers because, I mean, some customers are, don't have deep pockets, right? So when these little things come along, it's like another thing, that another sort of expense that they have to go through to, to support their app. They have to, you know, like, what do they do? Do they pull the app off the store or do they make it not available on this particular device because, you know, they don't have the the funds to afford to to refactor it right so but you know this this is we we have you know egg on my own face because we have been telling people ourselves that they should be getting ready for auto layout and, and size classes for the last three years ourselves right so oh well here we are day of reckoning so on the follow up item scale uh, we talked I think last week or the week before about HDR video being the new the new thing the new hotness right um, and so Apple has put out an intro- introductory video on um, on their website and we'll put a link in the show notes on what uh, HDR video is all about. And essentially, it's a higher dynamic range is what HDR stands for. And we've had it on our phones for a while, but I don't think anybody really understood what it was. But it just means that you get, um, and it's, you know, I guess with the Apple TV coming out too, it's going to be another platform and maybe the the uh, new iPads with, and the phones, I guess, with the True Tone displays will be able to display, you know, richer colors, you know, more vibrant greens, more vibrant reds, d- you know, deeper blacks and more more uh, definition between the deep the blacks, you know, in in uh, some shots, right? Shadows and hair and things like that. Um, and it also goes through and explains uh, a lot about the color space um, thing. And I forgot the name of that CIE uh, diagram uh, that they show the sort of, you know, a lot, uh, 
it's got sort of a round top and a flat bottom, and it, sh- it shows where the visible spectrum of light is. And uh, in printing, for instance, going back to what Greg was saying earlier, we had really had a really small gamut or triangle of, of colors that we could actually produce. And, you know, video has always been the trick for us in, in the pre-press days were that our RGB monitors could display way more color than we can actually print. So we sort of had to dumb our monitors down with color management to make them rep- more representative of what we could actually do on paper with ink. Um, but as we've moved away from paper to, you know, online and PDFs and now video and high-def video and ultra high-def video, um, now we can play in the more great color space and get much, you know, better cameras with better image capture and stuff like that, right? So this video kind of explains that color theory about how much more of the triangle of, or gamut that we call it to um, to, to represent colors um, more accurately. So as, as we do in, you know, we can't, we haven't achieved what we can actually see with our, our own naked eyeball, but we're getting closer to it all the time, right? That makes sense? Are you guys still there? Yes, makes sense. <laughs> Watch the video. All right. I was doing a little quick Photoshop job for the uh, for the Slack there. Oh, were you? Okay. I've got my Slack open. Slack's buggy. Slack's been super buggy lately, eh? Yeah, uh, Electron, you know. Electron? Oh, I'm on the wrong Slack. That may be why I'm not seeing it. It's on Tammy's Slack. So Electron okay, is, a is a, let's call it a hybrid framework where it's essentially a way to create native, quote unquote, native desktop apps, like, like on Mac OS, um, using web technologies. So it's really just web views. Oh. If you can okay. think of it that way, it's probably the best way I think of it. I'm probably painting with too broad a brush there, but um, if there's a if there's a brand new um, desktop app that you've seen out there on macOS, uh, dollars to donuts, it was done with Electron. So like GitHub's yeah. app. Oh, uh, I was going to say really? Trello just came up with a Mac app mm-hmm. and I heard it's Electron just yeah. today no or something. Way. Yeah, yeah. Like Slack, it's, you know, like, use uh, the Slack, use the Slack desktop app and you're like, gee, this looks an awful lot like the website, like suspiciously. How do they get it so accurate? It's like, yeah, it's all JavaScript and stuff, CSS behind there. So it's like Cordova for the Mac. Yeah. yeah. But famously, it's just a super memory hog. So if you have, I think like each Slack that you're signed into is like an extra, I forget, like 200 megabytes or something like that of memory. Really? Yeah. Really? My favorite view is the something went wrong screen. Oh, where they're like, we're really sorry, but maybe you should restart the app. Yeah. That, that's pretty yeah, awesome. I just hit refresh and it goes away, but still, yeah. But oh, see, that, that like goes a... to show. How can you refresh? What does that even mean? It's actually, you know. Command R. I know. Command it's actually R. reloading, like, you know, it's like a desk, or sorry, it's like a web page. You're actually reloading the thing. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, it's what we do. We reload web pages. All right. So enough about the HDR and Electron. All righty. So shall we lead on to the Apple event? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. There was Apple. Yeah. So we've been talking about this for the last, uh, sadly, um, listeners of the show may or may not know, but sadly, on Saturday, a whole bunch of details about the, um, I guess there was a, another leak, as it were. Um, uh, a whole lot of information actually came out uh, on Saturday about what was going to be unveiled at the, at the event. Like, for instance, we knew going into it, the iPhone 10 with spelt with an X is going to come out and uh, and that there were going to be two 8 models instead of two 7s and, and an 8 or whatever they were going to call it, which is what we were all thinking, right? So you guys have any thoughts on the leak? Yeah, it made the presentation a little bit disappointing uh, yeah, since, every, since we knew everything already. The presentation turned out to be kind of no, not so exciting. Right, right. It made it for sure where it was, you know, a lot of these things had been rumored, um, so it more right. just confirmed some of them, but there were other bits, you know, beyond the sort of bigger sort of highlight elements that we had sort of known, quote unquote, known for a while uh, based on all the, the rumor mill stuff. I think the finer details getting leaked was one of the things that made it sort of like 
yeah, it, it's sort of, um, you know, I have to watch the keynote, but it, I'm not going to hear anything, you know, surprising. Um, I have to listen just to make sure that I can accurately understand everything and, and that they do confirm everything. But it did make it less of a, I don't know, opening up a present on, uh, you know, a gift wrapped present yeah. on, on Christmas yeah. Day and just like, oh, yeah, here you go. Here's this gift card. It says $20 right on it. So, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, that's you're right. It's, 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 it's the whole somebody told you what you're getting for your somebody told me this told me there's a surprise birthday party before I show up walking in the door kind of thing you know how do you act, how do you act surprised right so mm-hmm. and and the stock's been down a little bit since the announcement not a huge amount that's not unusual though well it's not unusual but but uh, in the past when there have been big announcements that were surprises the stock has gotten bumped up really so, yeah, yeah so mm. you didn't get that this time I mean there, it, yeah it may just be buying the rumor selling the news type of thing right but it means it for sure all it, all it really means is the the market and the world in general is not super excited and you know blown away yeah yeah well i mean again the, the, it's going to be hard to top the original iphone announcement i mean in fact it's surprising when you think about it in retrospect how many people didn't get it when they when steve jobs made the initial announcement right yeah true um I mean, they were even calling it a Jesus phone at that point or something at one point. I can't remember, but, um, you know, how it was going to basically be this earth shattering thing. And, th- and everybody kind of like the, the people in who don't, who aren't in the know kind of expect that kind of, you know, world changing, paradigm shifting, as Jaime likes to say, disruptive technology, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> and, 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 you know, maybe I'm jumping ahead here. I probably am, but, but to me, the iPhone 10 has some cool stuff in it, but it's not so much better than the iPhone 8 that was also announced that it's blown right. it away. You know, it wasn't that much of an of, a, of an upgrade from the iPhone 8. Right, and and admittedly, the iPhone 8 isn't that much of an upgrade from the iPhone 7, other right. than a few things which we which we can talk about. Well, why don't we do that? Let's yep. let's uh, let's look at the event, right? So, I mean, the first thing I want to talk about is the Steve Jobs Theater, um, which was, I mean, I saw some of the periscoped uh, uh, people walking into there at first. I didn't, I didn't, I mean, I'd seen pictures of it, but I, I didn't realize it was as big as it is. Um, I, I kind of wonder how it compares in terms of size to uh, building number four, where they, they used to do the keynotes. Or you said there was a theater nearby in Cupertino that they used to do announcements at. Yeah, they used to do it at, at uh, Deanza College. Which was down the street, College, right? Yeah, he used to do the theater there. In fact, that was that was the one where remember that time a couple of years ago they built that white building, right? Okay, right. That yeah. was at the end of college. That was off. It wasn't on Apple's campus, right? Right. So I guess in the, in this new space they have, um, and you go down these giant staircase. It's, I guess it's all built underground. It must be bigger. I guess it's like the the TARDIS is probably bigger <laughs> on the inside than it looks like on the outside, right? right. Um, which is kind of if you've been to Times Square, um, Apple Store. Have you been you've been there, Greg? Haven't you? Times Square. Times Square. No, I've been to Fifth Avenue. Yeah, and Grand Fifth Central. Avenue. That's, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah Fifth, Grand, Avenue, yeah, Fifth sure. Avenue. Yeah, and you got the cube there, and the cube is impressive. And then, but then when you go into the actual store, it's all underneath the plaza there, right? So, yeah. again, it looks bigger than the inside than it is on the outside, right? Mm-hmm. So, and they got a fancy elevator like they have in the cube as well. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, was, I think the, the Steve Jobs Theater is kind of cool, and it's it's good for Apple to sort of have a place where they can now have these events and control, you know, the media who's there, who can who access it to it, right? Because you know, they avoid the whole speculation, like the big white box, like you said, right? Um, that was for the iPhone wa- or the iWatch. iWatch, I Apple, Watch. Apple Watch. Apple Watch. Yeah, yeah, see, I'm calling it iWatch now, too. Um, 
Apple Watch. Yeah. So, any other thoughts on the Steve's Garth Theater? No. I'm looking forward to seeing it in real life. I haven't there. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Come on, Apple, invite us all over there. Bigger than I thought it would be when they said, "Oh, we're building a you know event space." Because I think they have the town hall space. Is that what you mean by building four, Tim? What they call like the, yeah, the town yeah. hall area? It was like seats. I don't know, fifty people, a hundred people, or something like that. And so, yeah, yeah, building four. Like if if you go, if you ever get invited to Apple for an event, like even as a corporation or whatever, and you have a meeting at a, at a, at a they have like these um, boardrooms and stuff and presentation areas and things like that. Um, that's the only pl- part of the Apple campus where you're allowed to use your your iPhone to take pictures. And they've got a picture of Steve Jobs back in the day, you know, with with the, the early Mac, and they've got a picture of him uh, in later day and a quote, and you can have your picture taken with the quote. But yeah, there's a there's a theater there which I didn't get to open the door and look at. Would have been nice to do that, but uh, I don't know how big it is. But the building's not that big, so can't imagine the space is that big. But uh, I think that's where they do small announcements or maybe like you know meetings with uh, team meetings and that kind of stuff, right? So right, no, it was like a yeah, like a, a event space kind of theater like this one. Anyway, the Steve Jobs Theater is way bigger than I thought it would be. Like when they did that event at the Bill Graham Center, or maybe it was at uh, Danza College, like Mark mentioned, and it's like you see the you know the large stadium seating kind of indoors, and this was like wow, this is actually on like the Apple Park, like next to Apple Park or whatever. So yeah, larger yeah. than I thought it would be. And when they open the re- the new retail store on on campus, I'll go check it out, take some pictures. Uh, Greg, Greg, if you want to come down for that, we can do a field trip. And oh yeah, check it out. <laughs> I'll bring my long uh, I'll bring my long telephoto lens and everything. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Ooh, and your wide wide angle lens too. Yeah, yeah, that, that'll, that'll be cool. Yeah, because that that space isn't open yet, but uh, that's coming. And there was another, one other thing they mentioned that they're going to have there too, because they're going to have some events there. And and yeah, he said it would be open to everybody, right? That sort of uh, demo space that, that that would be there, right? He said that in the keynote. Anywho, um, and then we went on. They went on to the retail thing, and and um, you know they covered off most of the things we already they've already talked about, or we already talked about the today at Apple and this photo walks and some of the classes that they do there. But what kind of what I made note of is the fact that they have these things called Teacher Tuesdays, where they have events for people who are teaching kids, um, you know, educators uh, who can go into Apple and be taught about how to you know how to teach coding, how to teach you know how to use the technologies that Apple is creating for people, so that uh, the kids can get more involved in it. Um, Sorry, before I, the thing I thought you were going to say was we're not supposed to call them Apple stores anymore, Tim. Right. We have to call them. We have to call them town squares. Oh, town halls. Town, or town, town like squares. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So the kids, the kids aren't going to the Apple store. The kids are going to the town square to learn how to code. Right. That's true. That's true. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. No. What I was actually talking about was sort of a follow up on on um, Jesse Chardier's talk on at uh, 360 iDev. She talked about the fact that uh, you know the, the, the struggle for education of coders and getting young kids interesting in coding is that the teachers don't know how to teach it, teach coding. And she she was saying that the that the effort that her company is doing is teaching teachers to code, which is easier. It's easier to teach teachers to code than it is to teach developers to teach, which which is our point, right? So it's good to see that Apple is, is has these Teacher Tuesdays at the town squares where people can go and uh, learn that kind of stuff. So which would be good. Mm-hmm. That was an interesting thing for me. So what was next? What did they announce next? Let me do the whole show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the next thing that they announced uh, after the retail side was the watch, right? The Apple Watch Series Three, which right. has um, a model that includes cellular. Now I, I was reading some things today that uh, um, this actually could be the the um, the amazing announcement of the of the show of the of the stuff that they announced there because I mean they've they've upped the game in terms of health. They're, they're clearly focusing on this whole health aspect of of the watch with the you know the devices in it. The 
monitoring capabilities. They've upped uh, the ability of capturing different kinds of heart rate as opposed to just catching your heart rate. Now they can they can sort of they recognize whether you're edu- you're, you're exercising and your heart is elevate heart rate is elevated, or if you're sitting in your couch watching The Simpsons and your heart's elevated, which is a different kind of issue. Um, and somebody was mentioning that they had something about blood pressure too. Was I did I read the, did I mishear that? I didn't hear that in the in the talk, but um, but more sort of uh, biometric or, or uh, health data um, to mm. capture more information about you. I think they had some extra showed, warnings yeah. like uh, resting heart rate and right, if yeah. you go for a run or right. exercise, like what's the recovery? And there's also the thing where it's like you seem to be sitting still and you've been yeah. still for a long time and yet your heart rate just shot up, that kind of thing. So a little bit of uh, yeah. maybe it's using machine learning, who knows? But some, it, you know, it's got some heuristics to detect yeah. like if there's a, if you may be having some issues with your health. And the atrial fibrillation stuff too. Right, yeah. Yeah. Right. That's that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I made notes on three different computers. We had we had technical issues during the, the thing, so my notes were were scattered. Yeah, that that was another thing that that kind of caught my attention. So you know, it's kind of funny. Like like you know, I'm as you know, if you listen to the show, is I'm not completely sold on the watch, even though I have one and I wear it wear it every day. Because now I use it for Apple Pay and things like that. But uh, yeah, you know, I might actually consider buying an Apple uh, a Series Three watch, not from the point of view, oh, I want to develop apps on it, because that that sort of has never really been um, super successful, especially for the indie developer, because uh, there's no real way to capitalize on selling apps on the watch. But um, but the the extra features in the watch, um, what do you guys think about the... Now, Tim, when you say one? extra features, do you mean the cellular? Are you going to get that one? Yeah, I would think cellular for one. I don't, know, I, think, I don't know if Rogers... I heard that Bell is covering... Um, yeah, Bell was on the list, I, and I think... I don't think Rogers was... It said, like, TELUS is coming next, and... Right. I forgot some other... Really? NTS <laughs> things come, I forget <laughs> what it was, but I don't think I saw Rogers at all. But Bell is charging five dollars a month. The U.S. carriers five dollars a month. Additional, or more yeah. like ten dollars yeah. a month, which is like really, really, really boosted. Oh. Even five dollars, like your total cost of ownership there is going up by sixty dollars, or in the U.S. one hundred and twenty dollars a year just to have the right. LTE model. So, right. is that yeah. is that worth it? Like you're going to get the LTE or the cellular one? Is what you're thinking? Well, I mean, like, yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, like I said, uh, some of the some of the health data information is important to me at my advancing age. But um, the uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about the cell because I mean, I, I you know, I can answer phone calls on my watch now and i and i find it more annoying than anything else like i only do it because i'm trying to hang on a second while i get my phone out of my pocket kind of thing is what i say to the person who's calling me right mm. <laughs> but but mind you i don't have the airbuds and apparently they're airpods airpods, AirPods right? yeah the airbuds the dog i know <laughs> but uh the air the airpods um apparently because now is it now just the cellular version is going to be able to stream apple music i think I you can heard? stream apple music without having your phone with you but if you have your phone with you, I think you can still stream music as you can now. Isn't that right? Right, right. Yeah. Oh, I suppose, yeah. Because, well, well, well your phone will do it, but your watch can control like play and pause and whatnot. But if you have the cell version, then you can not have your phone with you and go for a run right. with your AirPods and your watch and stream Apple Music to it. Yeah. Right. And and then they'll only charge you $5 a month for that? Only. Yes. In Canada. I can't <laughs> believe Canada's getting such a deal. Bell is only charging 5 bucks. That's pretty good. Who knows? Who knows? Where did you guys see the carrier information? They didn't talk about that in the presentation they had a slide and it said uh they listed like six countries in a row and it said in the u.s i think t-mobile was listed only Uh and they said these are our launch or or, i forgot exactly what they said but it was like these are the launch partners they'll have it available right away and then later this year they'll have these other companies and like at&t verizon were listed and i think only telus in canada was listed uh there's a slide you can i guess you can find it somewhere but um and did they say it was going to be ten dollars a month in the u.s not during the keynote or not during the announcement but later on uh i saw some tweets or something some news in the 
they said T-Mobile is charging 10 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. That one surprises me a little bit. Like I, I did see the news that AT&T and Verizon were charging $10 a month, and it kind of makes sense given the way their companies work. I'm a little bit surprised mm-hmm. that with T-Mobile, who's sort of been the, the upstart, the rogue that is trying to you know jump. Well, they, they already have jumped from, from fourth place to third place, and they're trying to break into the top two. Um, I'm a little surprised that they didn't say, oh, yeah, whatever, it's free. You can just come in and enjoy it as part of our uh, T-Mobile everything or buffet or whatever it is they call that, the you know, all-you-can-eat sort of plan. Yeah, I just looked up a link. I'll paste it in here to the notes. It says the LTE Apple Watch will cost $10 a month on U.S. carriers, but you get the first three months free. So they're like drug dealers or something Ooh, like yeah, that. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, so. Actually, I guess if you look at it as an add-on to the cost of the watch, it's it's pretty high. Uh, but if you look at it as an add-on to to the already high rate you're already paying to your carrier for your cell phone service and data and all that, yeah. probably not that much of an add-on. I guess, right. but I think you guys have talked yeah. about this before about the whole subscription fatigue and like this is just one more another ten dollars yeah. a month that somebody right. wants. Yeah, right? yeah, so yeah. it's just yep, yep, yep. yep. Anyway, this note here from The Verge says, I'll put this in the notes, and it says that on Verizon, adding a smartwatch to your plan usually costs $5 a month. I don't know what smartwatch that is, um, but for the Apple Watch, they're going with a premium, so I guess there's Ooh. not collusion, because that would be illegal, of course, but all of the three carriers, AT&T, T-Mobile, Verizon, all seem to have settled on $10 a month for the Apple Watch. Yeah. Well, keep in mind, they said that the Apple Watch is the most popular watch in the world now. It's it's, it's uh, beaten in Rolex in, in terms of sales, right? So Yeah, I love that animation they did, yeah. So, here, so here's so quick one around the table here. So uh, are you going to buy the watch? Yes or no, Greg? Uh, I've already, I've even given up on my Series Zero and I wear a normal watch now. So that would be a no for me. No, Mark? Maybe. Maybe. Jaime? I need a minor clarification because I can't remember what was announced at WWDC versus what was specific to this keynote. So <laughs> is the ability for Siri on the watch to talk back to you and, and give you results uh, verbally instead of textually? Was that specific yes, to this it, new it, uh, yeah. process? Or is that something that I just forgot about from WatchOS 4 in WWDC? No, no, I think that's a hardware. No. It's a hardware feature, I think. Okay. Yeah, they said that, that they mentioned that here, but they, I don't think they mentioned it before. That it will talk back. It'll tell you the baseball score now instead of just showing it to you. Right. So that actually is something that I will buy a new watch for. Um, so I'm not going to get the really? cellular because um, even though I know plenty of friends and acquaintances who are runners and they enjoy doing that thing, they absolutely would love to not carry around their iPhone with them, especially if they can stream Apple Music with their AirPods. Um, that's not me. That's not my lifestyle. Um, I don't really see any scenario under which I would get enough use to warrant the extra $10 per month subscription fee. Like if it was free, I'd be, oh yeah, for sure. Of course I'm going to get it, right? Um, same reason that I got my uh, iPad Air 2 back in the day. I got it through T-Mobile because they were offering like, I don't know, 250 megs or something of, of data from LTE. And I was like, yeah, that that's worth it because, you know, I might be out at uh, like a coffee shop that has spotty Wi-Fi or something and I'll just want to flick it over to LTE to do something real quick. And so that made sense. Um, for, for my usage, the fact that Siri can now respond verbally, just like the Amazon Echo or the Google Home can do, I think that's enough of an upgrade for me to buy something to replace my uh, original Apple Watch. Okay, so that was a yes or no question. That was yes after the clarification. I just wasn't sure. Because <laughs> like, I didn't want to buy a watch like, for no reason. But like, oh no, WatchOS 4 actually gives me this capability. And it turns out that it's a hardware thing. So great, I, I will acquire some new hardware. Yeah, you guys are making 
making me think, hmm, because I'm a, I'm a maybe, and yeah, it, it all because of the other stuff we're going to talk about later. Um, it, it's also a budgetary question too, right? But um, so I'm a maybe, and uh, and to you got what's making me think about this is I'm paying ten dollars a month right now for my iPad cellular on my iPad Pro, and I haven't taken it out of the house in the last four months. So hmm, who's the fool here, right? Yeah, I had a an iPad with cellular at one time, and when I upgraded this last time, I purposely did not get the cellular look because I just didn't use it enough. Yep. Yeah, you Same know, here. when I had my when I had my first iPad back in 2010, I mean, it, it was a pain in the ass because nobody had Wi-Fi. Like, you went to a restaurant or a bar, bar locally, and they didn't have Wi-Fi, and you're sort of sitting there like a schmuck with this brick, right? Um, but, you know, so then when the cellular option came out, I, I immediately bought one, and then, um, yeah, because I think my very first iPad, yeah, because I went and got one, and we drove down to the States and got one. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I've been, se- I've, I've been buying a cellular one ever since, and, 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 and the people, people I sold my... Uh, my uh, iPads too. Even though they bought the cellular thing from me, they've never even turned on the cellular either. So that's a long-winded way of saying, hmm. I don't know about the LTE, but uh, but like I said, I am interested in the other features of the watch that uh, the more health-based stuff because I do pay attention to that. To pay attention to that stuff, and and of course for me, the Apple Pay thing is like that's worth the price of admission too. Yeah. So it was a yes or no question, uh, Tim. What what's it going to be? Yeah, it's it's still a maybe. I'm going to go with Mark's maybe. <sighs> yeah, but you're right. It is a yes or no question. All right. So let's move on to the next thing that we talked about and by the way i have this i have this um this ultra high def uh television sitting beside me with 4k on it so i'm really excited about this next announcement apple tv 4k a10x processor I, uh, that's not the bionic one sorry a10x processor and uh, same same as the yeah same as the ipad pro i believe usually has the x right, right? all the ipad pros yes yep. Yep. yes yep. so upgraded apple tv i wasn't so excited about this but i guess the it's sort of a chicken and a chicken and the egg problem where they were like there's no 4k content so should they do a 4k box or not and they don't have 4k tvs as many but you know who's going to come out with it first and uh, there was more 4k content than i thought although again i don't really know about television that much but they seem to say hey all the content that we already have on the itunes store it was like you get if you've already bought the hd version you get a free 4k upgrade is that right uh yeah, yeah. yes and oh, oh, they're the going existing to one? Yeah, isn't that what they said if you've bought the hd version already then you'll get 4k for free when it when the 4k version of that movie you already bought is released you'll just get it automatically oh, oh i see what you're saying you're, oh you're, you're talking about you still have to have the 4k t hardware right um like yeah you're not saying that our current apple tvs that we got last year or two years no ago, no no no, no. i mean i mean i'm talking in terms no, of the content yeah, okay. so that like if you buy this 4k apple tv box and you have a 4k tv what are you going to do about your content do i have to rebuy all right, the movies right. and i think they said no as the itunes store gets these things then you'll have them so they've got the content oh side that's of it. cool yeah and they were like nice. i think the pricing is going to be the same uh, correct me if i'm wrong here but from what I remember, they said we're not going to charge more for 4K content either. Is that right? That's what I heard as well. So, and and one yeah. minor clarification: it wasn't at the keynote, but one in general, it is true that you will get the free 4K upgrade um, okay. for your content, with the notable exception, the very large exception of Disney content. Disney decided oh, not to play ball. Interesting. Um, okay. Which isn't surprising as a quick aside, because Disney has decided not to renew its contract with Netflix, at least here in the United States, because they're going to be using um, Star Wars 
Wars and the Marvel series, the Marvel um, movies as mm-hmm. the wedge to build their own streaming service. Oh, uh, okay. So this well, isn't a surprise a to me that, that Disney decided yeah. not to, to play ball with Apple in this one as they're yeah. setting up their own series. Okay, but they're such good friends, Apple nice. and uh, Apple and Disney. So okay, so it seems like the content side is there. 4K hardware, like televisions, are out there and people have them, and so uh, it's all moving together. So good to see. And I guess in terms of the interface, they were like, yeah, we totally redid the interface to take advantage of 4K. You know, the text is sharper, the blacks are blacker, and all that kind of all that kind of usual stuff. So um, right, right. Not as um, I don't know insubstantial of an upgrade. I think there's you know you got to have a lot of horsepower to drive four times as many pixels. So um, yeah, right. And are we going to be developing apps for it? Do you think? Man, 4K. I know there was the joke when the first tvOS betas were out, and we could develop the use the simulator, and they were like using opening oh, right. opening a storyboard. <laughs> and this was back in the days when Xcode couldn't. If you were zoomed out, you couldn't actually move anything around. You had to zoom to 100 percent to move right, elements yeah, around. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they were like, yeah. even that 5K iMac isn't big enough to, or maybe maybe you needed a 5K iMac to like open a storyboard properly for you know a full HD like a 1080p screen. So I don't know what you would need to develop on a, uh, you know, open a storyboard for a 4K Apple TV. So that was a little unclear to me about what that would look like. Are, do you get sort of, you know, is it, are they going to do the point versus pixel thing where you still develop to sort of quote unquote 1080p points and that expands it out to pixels or do you actually get the full 3920 by 2000, whatever it is uh, when you do a storyboard? I don't know. I guess I could open up a new project and, uh, and find out. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I just want to see here on the, on the uh, Apple TV page here in Canada. Anyway, they still have the original for Apple TV and this one and uh, pricing is wait for it not on this page yay oh you have to go to models and pricing but I think to partially answer your question I I guess Apple still believes in in having that as a platform to build apps for uh, at the very least games because they did have Mm -hmm. the the keynote the uh, Sky game from the makers of Journey which I feel really totally look like Journey yeah I was like wow this really looks like Journey-esque yeah they had the capes and everything and they were like flying around with the buddies and you know he's telling me to come this way and i was like oh my god this journey all over again yeah and i mean i don't know i i don't think it will be um a game changer or a huge market i think the primary purpose of these sorts of streaming boxes is to do that right to stream content um and i think that the peripheral side of it will be extra things like apps and games but they'll they'll definitely be there and i think there'll be some folks who will be successful for that but i don't think it's um i don't think it's going to have quite the sort of pull that like the iOS or the iPhone in particular app store did. Right. Sorry, what was the journey S right. game? What was it called again? I mean, I believe it's called sky sky. Okay. I was glad to hear that. They said it's also mm. going to be available on iPhone and iPad. Is that right? I believe because that's I don't, correct. I don't have an Apple TV anymore. So I was like, all right, I'll still be able to play this thing. Uh, so I was glad to hear that. I have a little TV real time follow-up. So I made a new project um, and I added a TV target. And if you look in the simulator list, they have Apple TV, 1080p, Apple TV, 4k, and then they have Apple TV, 4k, and then in parentheses, at 1080p. Um, so I assume that's just the hardware. It's the, oh, really? it's the new Ooh. Apple TV running in 1080p. But when I made a new project and made a storyboard and I have a view and I look at the measurements, it is 1080p. It's 1920 by 1080. So I don't know what that means. I can't find a way to expand the view. Maybe there's a setting to expand it up, but it looks like you do not get all 4,000 pixels and you just design your app in 1080p just from the looks of it. Um, so right, yeah, right. Some, so it's much more manageable. Right? I, I, I would think so, yeah. <laughs> 4,000 pixels is yeah, a lot. Yeah, so... 
So on the pricing side, Apple looks like they're doing the medium popcorn trick where, you know, the 32, this is in Canadian dollars, the the 32 mega, 32 gigabyte Apple TV original lame old fourth edition, fourth version, I guess is what, what the old one was, right? Um, is $199. And then the 32 gig 4K is wait for it 229 and then 249 for the 64 gig so in other words they get you in the store they show you the you look at the cheap model and you go well the other one's only like you know 30 dollars more and then the other one's only 20 dollars more than that so people are going to push you towards buying the 64 gig because again why wouldn't you buy the 64 gig anyway right so so 250 dollars gets you canadian gets you an apple tv so that's not a bad price but it's not the 199 dollar price that apple tv used to be back in the day yeah and that is a consideration because that's not bad for apple pricing but when it comes to their competitors, like if let's go backwards in price. So stepping down from the 179 US entry price for the Apple TV would be the $99 ish um, Roku's, generally the Premiere Plus. Roku, yeah, and and yeah. I think it's like 129 for the, the Ultra HD. Um, and then you step even further down to something like the Chromecast or the Fire TV sticks that are like 30, 40 bucks, right? So they're definitely, wow. you're, you're paying a premium for any of the Apple TVs, considering that they predominantly stream largely the same channels that, that everybody else has. So that's that's something to consider. So you're getting like HBO and um, uh, Amazon Prime and what's the other one? Uh, Netflix? Right. On these on these Roku devices, yeah, for like a hundred bucks? Yeah, so generally the only things you're going to find for these different stream uh, streaming devices, with the exception of Roku, who I don't think has any of their own content, um, would be uh, you know that provider's own specific content, right? So um, iTunes, of course, belongs 100% to Apple. It's not available anywhere else for streaming. Um, I guess it used to be true that Amazon stuff was segmented away from the Apple TV, but that's no longer true or or, or very shortly will no longer be true. So I I think that's sort of what's happening here, that you end up having these players be relatively commoditized and it's more the streaming services themselves that you'll be really jockeying for position for in terms of deciding, do I subscribe to Netflix or Hulu? or, you know, YouTube Red and, and many other things. I mean, Disney's new streaming thing. Um, I'm going to be plunking down my uh, my uh, monthly fee for CBS All Access just because of Star Trek Discovery. So, um, yeah, I'll be interested to see how much longer Apple can maintain this uh, pricing premium, considering that it'll be harder and harder to say, like, oh, yeah, this one does what exactly that the other ones I mentioned can't do. So something to keep an eye on. Yeah. Should we go around the table so we can move on and say who's going to buy sure, it? Yeah. Yes or no? I'm, I'm creating a table here in the document to keep track. Uh, so, Tim, okay. Apple TV. Oh. <laughs> Tim, Apple TV 4K. Yes or no? Uh, day one, no, but I probably will buy one. So, yes. Yeah. Um, Jaime? Yeah. No, because I have a relatively new Roku Premiere Plus. Although, this okay. does look pretty good. So, had I not recently upgraded, I probably would be getting one. Okay. Mind you, if they have the developer kit for a dollar, I'm definitely in. <laughs> I think uh, <laughs> I think the ship has sailed on that one. Uh, Mark, Apple TV uh, 4K. Probably not. Okay. I don't get enough use out of my current Apple TV, so I don't see using this one that much more. Okay, I'll put that as a no. And I do not even own a television, let alone a 4K one, so that's a no for me. Hmm. hmm. Well, doesn't fit in your backpack, I guess. Pretty sure you could put that with a monitor, if you have a desktop monitor. <laughs> Sit close enough to it. I don't even like have a monitor. A really I don't TV. even have a monitor, so I'm, I'm, I have I have no such things. As Tim says, I, li- I like to right. stay mobile. Right. right. He's got to be, he's got to keep his eye on the door all the time. Keep your back to the wall and eye on the exit. All right, so the next thing they announced yeah, and leave this the time, and leave the cannoli, that's right. No, take the cannoli. Leave the gun, take the cannoli. 
Yeah, exactly. Yep. All right. So uh, the next thing they announced was the iPhone 8 and 8 Plus. Now, we knew they were going to come out with this size because of all the leaks and stuff like that. But we thought it would – we were all speculating it was going to be called a 7S or 7S Plus, uh, which is still an unfortunate name. But, um, yeah, no, iPhone 8 and uh, glass black and new A11 Bionic chip, right? So that's uh, an, a, a, an improvement from the iPhone 7. but And I guess the new camera too, right, in, in this uh, model, right? But not the super-duper camera. The 12 megapixel camera, if I'm mistaken, not mistaken, a better telephoto and a better wide angle lens, but not as good as the next phone that we're going to talk about. But um, yeah, what do you guys think of this phone? So a good incremental upgrade. Uh, it, it would not have surprised me if it were called the 7S and the 7S Plus, because that's pretty much exactly what it feels like. Not sure what made them make the decision to call it the 8, uh, but that's a marketing decision. Uh, Don't you think marketing was kicking themselves for calling it the 6S? If the 6S has been the 7, the 7 has been the 8, this could have been the 9, and then the uh, the 10. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bad planning. Yeah. Yep. So it, it does raise the question: you know, What happened to the nine? Uh, are we ever going to see a nine, or will next year they completely have to revamp the the naming system, or will the ten be kind of a one-off thing like the SE in some sense, and then they'll just continue with the nine next time, and then uh, would they do an eleven the year after? You know? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with what I said in the pre-show. Next year there's going to be an iPhone nine and a nine plus, and there's going to be an <laughs> iPhone ten series two. That's what I'm going to go with. And so there won't be an eight S and. 8s plus that's yeah. right the s this is gone no more s's they're gonna do forever. nine uh-huh. yes uh-huh. nine and iphone 10 series 2 and then what do they do the year what do they do the year after that uh, i yeah. i i only go one year ahead my crystal ball <laughs> only goes one year in the future so that's what's gonna happen okay. next year okay okay, okay. <laughs> agreed I, I follow greg's sort of scheme there and i i think i think the reason they didn't go with 7s and 7s plus is probably to differentiate like uh, we're going to talk about the iphone 10 and and definitely that's going to be an exciting premium model model for them, but it's so expensive that I don't think it's going to be the mainstream sort of phone you'll see everybody have on the street. Um, So they really need the iPhone 8 and the iPhone 8 Plus to be pulling their weight in terms of volume uh, of sales. And I think the marketing push was probably like, look, Samsung just came out with its S8 and Note 8, I think is what the the Note edition is called. We can't roll with something that has a number that's lower because people are people and they will misunderstand and say, oh, I guess this is less advanced, right? It's the same reason that... as we talked about before on the show, when Microsoft came out with its successor to the Xbox, the original Xbox, they came out with the 360 because their competitor was the PlayStation 3. And you cannot be the Xbox 2 because people there at, you know, Walmart and Toys R Us who don't know and don't live and breathe this sort of thing will be like, oh, I guess that's less advanced. Let me get this other thing with the higher number. How did they do the Xbox One then after that? How do you explain that? That's just because they. they I, I think that was LSD and mushrooms <laughs> and all sorts of other <laughs> barbiturates. You know, like it, it made no sense to call it the Xbox One, especially now that they have the Xbox One S and the more premium Xbox One X, which I have to heavily emphasize because they what? both sound like the same darn model. The X is the one that is not out yet, but is the Supreme Edition with like, you know, better processors and all that so, sort of stuff. So it's not the Xbox One then? No. <laughs> <laughs> which will come up in some of the discussion there. It, it, right. it, 
this is why people just call it the X bone because it, it's a dumb name like, that, that marketing sort of right. tangled itself up into. And so it, uh, people just roll with it, I think. Right. Hey, so what do you think of the glass back? I think, I think the glass back is because of the, um, the wireless, probably charger. because of the wireless charger. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but, yeah. 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 I mean, I had, I had a, with a glass backed, what was the five was glass backed? Right? Four. Or was it four? Four okay. was glass backed. And I remember putting it on the roof of my car and because of the, because, you know, because it's a frictionless surface, putting one frictionless surface on top of another one, it was like putting a ball bearing on the top of my car. My phone just went and flew off the roof, right? So, um, of course, with an asterisk, because, you know, there's no such thing as a frictionless surface, though, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a super fluid all of a sudden. I was just like, like, let's, yeah, yeah. It was like nitrogen, liquid nitrogen going out. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> they did um, say it's some new super glass, and they said, uh, what was it, like yeah, steel, steel backed yeah. glass or something? Stainless steel backed glass or something like that? Um, well, so I'm going to give, I'm going to give one of these phones to my son's dog and see how he does with it because he, he chewed Carol's phone. She had it in a life-proof case, mm. and he chewed the phone, and he he managed to crack the well because I guess the uh, the Touch ID isn't really protected, so he, he cracked the glass on the Touch ID, and it doesn't work anymore. But uh, yeah, yeah. So hmm. I mean, Apple has all the data on repairs and how many people showed up at the Genius Bar with cracked back or front on like the four and the four right, S. So right. I'm assuming that whatever you know problem there was before, they've said no. We think we've either solved it or it's not such a big deal. Or people put cases. Lots of people come with cases. Uh, people don't drop their phones as much these days because they're much more careful. Back in the old days, you know, people didn't know what these things were and they dropped them all the time. So I don't know what it is, but I'm assuming that, you know, assuming good intent here that they've either figured out the material science behind it or that they're like, yeah, people don't drop their phones as often. The number of dropped phones coming into the stores is dropping over time or whatever. Haha, <laughs> dropping over time. Um, right, so yeah. right. I mean, that makes sense to me because if you remember the first, um, you know, iPhone era smartphones that came out, the thing that most people had were those built like a tank Nokia's and and whatnot that were like I don't know if folks remember here so I actually collected a whole bunch of, of older um, feature phones that I have and I'm gonna go donate them mm-hmm. um, but I was looking at that Ikea uh, Nokia one and realized like yeah you probably could kill a man at 20 paces with this thing if you were just to fling it at their head like it is solid like there is no <laughs> joke this thing is way heavier than it should be given its small candy bar size I was gonna say the candy like I had the flip ones and those are like I don't they were a little flimsy, but the candy bar ones, those Nokia ones, they were like, yeah, absolutely. You could, uh, they were, they, uh, they made it, yeah, they made it out of the same core material that is at the center of a neutron star, right? I it, was going to say, like, it's <laughs> like, it's like my Mac Press, the density of my Mac Pro at work. It is, uh, yeah, yeah, they were very heavy. I forget if I yeah, mentioned this as so, well, but in honor of our discussion about that last time, my, my Mac Pro at work, the computer's name is Neutron Star. No, <laughs> nice. And that's as of, as after talking to us or what? I, didn't we talk about it on the show when I was there and I was talking about how? I yeah, picked it up yeah. and I had to carry it to the IT desk. Heavy, yeah. And I think I said yeah. it has, I made some joke about having the density of a neutron star. So that's what I called it after I got it back from IT. So is there anything else cool we can talk about this particular phone? Like, what do you think? Well, I mean, specific uh, to it or things that they added, right? So yeah, let's, let's, yeah, let's talk I, about I, the I, fact I, that, that yeah. True Tone is on the iPhone for the very first time. And it's right, wonderful right, on, on the right. iPad Pro. So I'm glad to see that. No pencil support, no Xcode. No Xcode. Okay. <laughs> Xcode, I thought was a little, <laughs> <laughs> even Playgrounds would have been kind of dicey on, on, on the plus model um the pencil the, support the lack of pencil support a little disappointing. that would have been yeah yeah um let's talk about the better lighting stuff that they showed off there i thought that was pretty impressive um so kind of continuing the same sort of thing where you know they use the the fancy hardware and software to do the portrait mode stuff now you also have the lighting mode of like well let me see if this balance was different or what about this one or that one i thought that was pretty neat
eight. Right. Now, is that only on the eight plus, or is that on the eight as well? Good question. I don't have that on my notes, and I did not specify. This is the true tone, or the or the uh, the lighting, no, better camera, the different lighting effects. I different thought that was on. I thought both. that I thought that was on the ten. I believe it is also on the ten, but I think they mentioned it. I have notes here mentioning uh, the better lighting bits um, right before they talked about AR kit stuff. But I thought that had to do with the sensors on the front of the front of the new phone because they got those two two new cameras that are like they're not actually for taking pictures or for actually measuring IR and and spraying the dots under your face kind of thing, right? To do the topology of your face. So okay, I see what you're saying. So yes, I believe the better lighting setup that I'm talking about um, for the eight and the eight plus, I believe it only works for the rear facing camera, but the iPhone 10 has the front facing side that gets the benefit. So because uh, we'll, we'll talk about face ID. Yeah, no, you're right. I, I, they're on the on the iPhone 8 page, I'm just looking at yeah, dual cameras and new facial uh, landmarking to create dramatic studio lighting effects in portrait mode. So they have the front facing portrait mode now, right? Like the for selfies or for no, I guess it's for taking pictures like on the back camera. Yeah, they're talking about the portrait lighting for the that's what the new feature is called because they've got the uh, what do they call it? Portrait portrait mode is the thing where they do the bokeh background, right? Right. Yeah. And then so they've got this new portrait lighting as well, which will use um, the, the cameras to do landmarking yeah. to map out the topology of your face and, and enhance it. That so that's way. only on the plus then, is that right? Is it on the plus? It doesn't say it's in beta, but it doesn't say specifically. It's, it's on the iPhone 8 page, so one has to assume it's on both phones. Okay. The thing I'm looking at says portrait mode on iPhone 8 Plus gets even better, and then they have the thing about. Hmm. Uh, I see what you mean, though. The portrait lighting doesn't say that, but only the portrait oh, here's, mode. There's a learn more button. Let's go over there. But I think because it's learn part of more. portrait, like you don't even get the tab for portrait mode on the regular 8. You only get that on the 8 Plus, right? So there's nowhere to do the stage lighting anyway, I thought. Hmm. Really? Okay. Uh, but yeah, we'll find out. You can follow up next week on it. <laughs> well, okay, so they've got they've got a picture of. Okay, no, sorry. The the, the, eight, oh, the 8 has. No, okay, let's. Yeah, you're right. You're all right because I'm just looking at the picture here of where they're talking about the portrait mode and they're showing the back of the iPhone 8, which is plus, which is similar to the 7 plus with a dual camera. Dual cameras, so dual cameras yes. are only on the on the iPhone 8 plus. That's correct. Very confusing. We're going we're gonna to get to Tammy's conundrum in a, in a few minutes once we get through all these dev- these phone models, um, which we've talked about on the show before. She has anyway. I think some yeah, quick you know, hits there, though, before we, we move on. Um, the Bionic chip, um, probably codenamed yeah. uh, Steve Austin, uh, probably cost $6 million to produce. <laughs> Um, it has, uh, right. I wrote in my notes here that has six cores, two high performance and four high efficiency. Right. So this is, mm-hmm. this is really cool and sexy. I liked the, that yeah. particular processor setup. Not it's to mention cool. the first yeah. Apple designed GPU. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah. With three cores as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah the high efficiency yeah. stuff is exciting because so much of the time your phone is just asleep, you know, responding to a notification mm-hmm. or whatever, doing something. So I wonder for this software support, like if you have an app and you hit the home button, you're allowed to run in the background for five minutes, 10 minutes. Some It's undetermined, but so, for some amount of minutes, you're allowed to run. And I wonder if there will be some API to sort of give a priority to say like, hey, I'm uh, I'm Skype or something, or I'm Face, uh, I guess FaceTime is an Apple app, so it doesn't really count. I'm Skype, I'm a VoIP app, and I'm running in the background. Will it give me one of the high efficiency cores? Or can I say, no, I'm actually doing heavy crunching because I'm doing like a voice filter and it's partly a video call or something like that. So please put me on one of the big cores. You know what I mean? Like, how much control are we going to get over that on the software side? Because, you know, Apple's very big about um, if you get, like, a notification, you have to say, what's the periodic notification where you have to say whether you, there was data or not? And you're supposed to be a good citizen and say, yes, I got fresh data, right. or no, I didn't, and then it'll call you less frequently. So I wonder if there'll be a way in the background APIs to say, like, what kind of work are you doing? How important is it for, like, the quality of service? And if I say, ah, this is background stuff, just stick it on the high-efficiency 
want, or I could say like, this is like the equivalent of user initiated um, yeah. and to say like, no, this is actually important encoding work that needs to be done soon. So please don't put me on that. One of those crappy cores, put me on the, put me on the main one. I just wonder if, the, <laughs> if we're going to get something like that. Maybe not for iOS 11, because I imagine iOS 11 is kind of finalized, but if that's going to come in the future and if they're going to be like, like the next A12 or whatever, are they going to increase the number of the um, performant cores or are they going to increase the number of the high efficiency cores and sort of what direction are they going to go, go in that? So I kind of had a note about what that's going to go, where that's going to go in the hardware direction, but then more importantly for like us as app developers, what that's going to do, is that going to change the sort of background APIs and how we can control that to be better citizens? Yeah. Or with all this extra processing power, maybe they'll just allow us to run things arbitrarily in the background. Like you can on say Android. Yeah, right. That's true. Right. Well, all the more reason, like we were talking about Ben DeFrancesco's talk on multi-threading. You know, we've got all these extra cores. It seems a shame if you don't you take advantage of of dispatch queues and things like that to mm. to make use of these other other cores, right? So, and just a real time follow up here on the cameras. Um, so we have twelve megapixel camera on the eight. We have the twelve megapixel wide angle and telephoto cameras on the eight plus. Um, you've only got digital zoom up to five times on the uh, 8, but you've got optical zoom up to halfway and then digital zoom up to 10, 10 times on the 8 plus. And you've got, a you've got again, like I said, the the, um, the aperture on the on the cameras is 1.8, which is the amount of light you can let into the camera to take a picture. And the telephoto is 2.8, which is still pretty low, not as low as a 10. So if you're in the market for an iPhone 8 and you are passionate about taking great photography, I say you're going to have to go with an 8 plus. Mm-hmm. The other thing that we said was the portrait mode and the portrait lighting, which is in beta, are only available on the 8 Plus. Mark was right there. So the rest of the stuff is like, you know, optical image stabilization, six element lenses, blah, 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 hybrid IR filters, and so on and so forth. Lots of stuff. It's on the, uh, I'll put a link to the uh, Apple Specs site. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, uh, and we talked about the A11 Bionic chip with 64-bit architectural neural engine. Neural engine. You know what neural engine is going to be good for in Canada? Keeping your pocket warm on cold winter days. <laughs> <laughs> you tweeted something like that, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I did, yeah. At least it'll be efficient when it does so <laughs> yeah, yeah that's true that's true uh, yeah, if you're out duck hunting or goose hunting, we don't hunt goose here. Yeah, so that's uh, interesting Interesting stuff. Uh, let's see. Anything else uh, for the iPhone 8? Yeah, um, only two sizes, 64 gig and 256, which is similar to how the iPod Pro came out. Um, yeah, so be ready for the average selling price of the iPhones to move up. Not only, of course, because of the iPhone 10, which is a, has a higher base price, but the base price for the iPhone 8 has gone up by $50. Instead of $649, you're Looking at six ninety nine US. Mm. There's something interesting here, but I haven't seen before called iBeacon micro location. Micro location. Maybe it's clo- better iBeacon I uh, sensitivity. Well, that might come with Bluetooth five, right? Oh, is that right? Maybe yeah. mm, possible. Yeah. So Siri, blah blah blah. External. Oh, it has buttons. Ooh, it has a home button on it <laughs> and a Touch ID sensor. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't have a headphone jack though. Ah, uh, there's a dongle for that. Does the iPhone ten have a <laughs> headphone jack? No. No, <laughs> no, no. It was uh, Samsung was was poking fun at the iPhone when, when they rolled out the the whatever it was eight uh, because it uh, doesn't have a headphone jack. They kept going on about how they have these fabulous headphones and they have a real headphone jack, mm. which means you can use them on your Nokia, right? I saw some other note that said the if you look at the not the tech spec maybe on the store page, but they're like, what does it ship with? And you still get the little charger and you get a lightning to USB A cable still, so they're not shipping a really? USB C cable. Yeah, so it's interesting that if you I think they said the same really? thing with the seven. If you buy 
a brand new iPhone, you buy a brand new Mac, you cannot plug them into each other. And that is still the case with the 8, which is kind of surprising. I'm hoping maybe it was a typo on the um, door page, but I guess we'll see. Wouldn't surprise me, though, if they still ship the USB-A cable. But yeah. Well, I'll tell you something. I have a USB-C to lightning cable at my, um, you know, that I use at my desk. And, and it stays there because I'm one of the few people who has a USB-C port. Nobody steals my cable. Yeah, that's nice. Which is great. <laughs> yeah. All, All right. right. So let's move move on to the piece de resistance. No, no, no. The before we do that. Burrito. No, no, no. Before Supreme. we do that, I need to take a poll and say iPhone 8 oh. and 8 Plus. Because maybe people are going to buy both. I don't know. So in the iPhone what? in the iPhone 8 and 8 Plus world, are you getting one? Yes or no, Tim? No. Definitely no. Okay. Jaime? No. And Mark? Probably no, although I'd like to say yes, because, well, we haven't talked about the iPhone 10, but I'm not convinced that the value of the iPhone 10 most cost. So I would like to say I would buy an iPhone 8 just because that's the one that I really would like to have. Yep. However, I'll probably break down and just buy the iPhone 10 because I have Interesting. That. Okay. We'll get so to, to elaborate. I... So Mark, Mark, what would you be upgrading from? I don't recall what you have. I have a 7 right now. 7. So you would be upgrading to what? The 8 or the 8 Plus? Oh, the 8. Yeah. Okay. So keeping the same yeah. form factor. Okay. Keeping cool. the same form factor. Right. So my, so I have, I have, maybe I'll talk about when we do the roundtable uh, voting on the 10, but, but I have two reasons why the, the 10 for me for sure all right we're not there yet sorry and, and to elaborate on mine so if the 10 did not exist um i still don't think that for me personally uh, i'm a 7 plus user i don't know that i would have gone with an 8 plus even though it, it does look a, like a really nice device because i just wouldn't have felt that it would have been enough of a jump hmm. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah you have the better camera already too on the 7 right? yeah and from our earlier discussion on the watch seven. i have an original apple watch and i skipped the series 2 and i'm definitely going to get the series 3 yeah it, that's actually a good point. I mean, historically, I have always skipped the S generations of phones and just waited for the whole number version. So in a normal year, I, I would not have gotten the 7S, most likely. I would have stuck with my 7 for another year. Uh, but this year, maybe the 10 is going to force me to change that. Well, the 8 is like what the 7S would have been. Exactly. And the 10 is like right. the whole number. So. Right. Uh, All right. So, yeah, maybe 7. Yeah. Okay. Well, current yeah. plan for me is I am thinking 8 plus is what I'm going to get. Really? Yeah. Okay. So there we go. Hmm. All right. So what's left on our list of things to talk about? Nothing, I think. That's the end of the show. Do we have any picks? (laughs) (laughs) Did they release a new Mac Mini at this? No, they did not. (laughs) So for those of you driving at home, so Greg made a nice little chart on our show notes here. And and not only has he put X's or check marks and X's, he's actually used the proper emoticons for them. Emoji, Tim. Emoji. Emojis. Emoji. So he's used the proper emojis for them. Let's, uh, I I need to back up a little bit. Tim, what was your question? What was your answer for the watch? There's no poo emoji there. What was your answer for the watch? Did you say yes or no? I, I forget. Uh, I'm a. I, I was. Oh, a you maybe. were a maybe. I think Mark was a maybe too. Right? I think Mark I was, was a maybe too. Yes. Yeah. So I'll, I'll get. I'll put, so what motocon? It's the shrug, of course. What's a motocon for it's maybe? The shrug. Shrug. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 Good. All right. Let's let's move on but, to picks. Yeah, I'm, that, I'm, I'm Greg, doing, that I'm doing extra, a, I'm bowing at you right now. That, that, that extra using there looks awfully like a ten. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna get ten of these. That's what that means. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's mm, true. So yeah, we're uh, joking about the what well, should have been called the iPhone eight. We is what we thought. Or iPhone. Actually, no. Was it who's um Alan, uh, the guy at Steam Clock uh, Software in Vancouver. Alan Pike. He, Alan Pike. He posted it was yes, going to be called the iPad that is the name. Pro, that sounds familiar. right? Mm-hmm. 
And yeah. he, he, I think his new blog post I saw today, I didn't have a chance to look at it, but, oh, geez, you know what we forgot to talk about on the other show, Jaime? What's that, Tim? J.J. Abrams is directing Star Wars. We can, cover, write, that on the, we can cover that on the next episode. Or if oh, we stay, yeah, like, ten minutes later, you and I can do this, oh, and you can just okay, fix yeah, it in post. We'll, mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, sure. Because right. that, I just I just opened my, I had opened on my uh, my Twitter feed to talk about it, and then we never got around to it. Oh, well, okay. Um, back to where we were. Where were we? Uh, iPhone 10. iPhone 10, yeah. So there's a new iPhone coming out called the iPhone 10. Imagine that. Oh, I was going to look for Alan Pike. Yeah. So what do you guys think? I'm going to go look for Alan Pike while you talk. I need to step away for a second, okay. too, so you two talk. <laughs> Well, while they're doing that, let me cover some of the uh, stats that I wrote down here. So um, it has a super retina display, as they called it. That's the marketing name. That has a resolution of uh, 2436 by 1125 at a 458 PPI. It's an OLED screen, as I think folks expected. So that should be hypothetically um, more efficient. Uh, And I'm guessing the color must be there. They must have gotten that sort of uh, worked around. Um, and it's also going to have true tone, uh, as we mentioned on the other models as well. So that's something that I thought was kind of interesting. Of course, it's got the um, Bionic A11 Bionic Neural Engine, which has um, an on-chip enclave. Uh, actually, let me restate that. I don't think the on-chip enclave was in, in discussion of the Bionic Neural Engine. I think that was probably related to some of the other features here. Um, that, of course... So wait, what's, what's the on, on, on-chip enclave? What's so I think that's related for... to, the very similar to the way that that uh, Touch ID was handled with the secure enclave to you know keep right, all your yeah, data yeah. safe, uh, as was rumored and, and verified shortly before uh, the keynote or a couple days before. Uh, Face ID is there as as right. your replacement for Touch ID. There is no home button; it shows up as a virtual little what, strip stick. I don't I don't mm-hmm. know what they call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the front camera, the front facing camera sensor array is kind of impressive. They've got that true depth camera system, the flood illuminator, the dot projector that is. As far as I can tell, essentially like an Xbox Connect, just beaming infrared right at your face to to study and understand and, and figure out if you are who you say you are. Um, and in their claim that uh, the chances of something overlapping with you, like random person overlapping with you with Touch ID would have been, um, were a false positive, would have been one in 50,000, I think. They're now claiming right, yes, one in yeah. one million random, um, with some exceptions like your evil random twin from the mirror universe, or maybe your actual loved twin who shows up at Thanksgiving. Or Arya Stark. No? No, you missed, I missed that one. <laughs> or Arya Stark. It's a Game of Thrones reference, I think. Game of Thrones reference. Yeah. Oh, I, I yeah, see now. Okay. She, she could probably break into your phone. That's true. They it's did better. talk we, about yeah. masks in, in particular, uh, even the Hollywood style ones, uh, not being effective for, for breaking this sort of scheme. So I thought that was kind of interesting that they, they went through that. Um, so they can't do the Mission Impossible from the 70s version where they... They, where, they claim uh, no. They made those super real looking masks and they said they trained their neural network or, or neural networks or whatever to not um, authenticate with those. So who knows what that what that means. Maybe they check for like, uh, like a pulse, like they can see like your eyes pulsing or something yeah, like that's that. True. You know? That's true. That's true. Well, look, I have a, I had a Philips app that actually looked, you, you, you held the camera to your face and it looked at the changes of color in your face to get your heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. So maybe it's doing something like yeah, that. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I can sort of see that. And it, it comes back to what I was talking about with uh, Jaime on the after show about uh, the Governor Tarkin 3D rendering that they did for um, Rogue mm-hmm. One. If you watch, if you go back and watch him, watch the actor P- Peter Cushing on the original Star Wars movie, his face is much more animate than even when he's being, you know, evil and sarcastic and whatever. He, and he kind of grins at Princess Leia. The muscles on his face move in very sort of 
interesting ways. Like you, you know, like his brow furrows and his cheeks kind of, he has like dimples on one side, not on the other side, but like that kind of stuff, you know, is, is hard to reproduce. And maybe that's what this, this uh, software can do. Cause apparently like they were saying, you know, even if you change your face up, change your hairstyle, even putting on sunglasses or glasses doesn't seem to affect it. I wonder about sunglasses though, but I guess they're able to make enough of a map of your face to recognize who you are. There's enough data there, I guess, right? Mm, seems like it. I mean, even touch ID, it's not like actually like, you know, the resolution of touch ID isn't like that great looking at every it's single, so small, yeah, exactly, it's like yeah. just looking for the basics and it's like, yeah, this is good enough. Whatever you said, one in 50,000, uh, it's kind of good enough. Yeah. I think, I don't know if you were on the show, but we talked about, uh, somebody had done some research on touch ID and that it only, it samples such a small area of your finger, but it takes like, t- it stores like 10 different samples, mm-hmm. uh, in the, in your device and that it compares the current fingerprint to that, you know, what you're, what it's currently reading to, to those and, and does some, uh, um, neural network math and figures it out. Yeah. Right? It's always a balance because you want it to be fast and you want it to be like accurate, but accurate enough, but you don't want to keep people to get pissed off because they're putting their finger down and it's not recognizing them. So you have to have enough give sort of in there. So yeah. the tricky balance, the face one, I don't know. I feel like I, you know, I'm sure they tuned it correctly. So yeah. Yeah. But one thing they didn't really talk about was the failure mechanism, failure backups. If it, if it can't detect your face, for whatever reason, uh, I, I assume it shows the same keyboard that a Touch ID shows in that work, mm. but but they didn't talk at all about what happened right. in that case. I assume it'd just be the same, right? You just have to put in your passcode, right? Uh, I assume so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not the kind of thing they want well, to they demo, were... right? Well, if Face right. ID fails, then here, you just type in your, your complex alphanumeric pad. Like, I'm sure they didn't want to show that, but yeah, right. I guess, right. I'm right. guessing it's the same thing. Yeah. yeah. And you think he had three phones on the stage in case the first two failed? <laughs> Oh, That's maybe. a good question. That's a real, real good question. Um, I do wonder about the <laughs> sunglasses thing, though, because this thing requires your attention, right? So they, right, they've done right. demos where like they're not looking at the phone, even though the phone is looking right at their face. And then when yeah, they, they look at it and give it attention, it yeah. recognizes that fact. So they had like, glasses. I don't think they did sunglasses, though. Cause in yeah, because at least right, they could yeah, see yeah, your no, eyes that's through why, the glasses. Yeah. That's why I backed off my statement. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But it yeah. could be the IR is able to penetrate through the unless they're polarized or they're polarized in the wrong direction. It's possible they could actually look through and see your eyes, right? Hmm, possibly. I, guess. I don't know what the That's wavelength IR versus... Like, if you just have normal plastic, dark tinted sunglasses, like, I think the IR could go through there and still see what direction you're looking. I think. I think so. Yeah. That's physics, so, you know, we shouldn't talk about it, but I, I'm pretty sure. Again, if it's polarized, maybe that's a different matter, but yeah. So I think you could still do it with yeah. sunglasses. Yeah, IRX is actually longer wavelength, so... That's right, it's on the so red the side, right? The, yeah, yeah, so... Yeah. And it's probably circularly polarized light, so it could probably get through a, a linearly polarized sunglass, at least to some degree. It just cuts down the, the intensity by a bit. Yeah, but I imagine, I don't know how they do the direction tracking, but, you know, they look at the, whether it's called the whites of your eyes, and then they look at the pupil, and then, um, you know, I feel like you can get enough resolution even through polarized sunglasses to sort of see basically where you're looking. Yeah. I can see it working. Yeah. That'd be an interesting test, though, to try sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's not tracking your eyeballs, per se, But and, and I'm sure maybe they, they I, I would think that they would have had to do some deep bugging with somebody wearing sunglasses right yeah so i mean i, I don't know i don't know if it's tracking specifically your eyeballs but it's certainly tracking the the distance between your eyes and the shape of your eyes for sure and your nose and proximity right, your mouth, right. Your eyebrows so so glasses that, could you know, interfere with that yeah. but i mean more for the attention like you have to be i think you have to be looking at the phone if you look to the side it won't unlock right right that's true yeah he did turn his head very emphatically yeah mr air supply yeah Greg so it's going to be a problem for uh costume masquerade ball 
so that's for sure. Where Touch ID was fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That I don't know about you guys, but sometimes Touch ID doesn't even work for me. Like, like it's it's flawless on my iPhone Seven, but on, on my Six here at home, sometimes I'd be you know touching it for for a few seconds before I give up and enter the passcode. Yeah, it's Touch ID one. That's garbage. So you got to do Touch ID two. Well, you know, Tim. Yeah, you, you probably should cut this out. But you know, if you're touching it for more than a few seconds, you're playing with it. You're playing with <laughs> it. <either. laughs> cut yes. that part out. <laughs> <laughs> so a, a bit of conversation that I had. That's a classic Zappa line. I can't cut that one. <laughs> uh, I'll be interested to see how you know, there will be tons of YouTube videos where people are trying to break the system in interesting and wild ways. Um, uh, conversation that I had with somebody today went in kind of an interesting direction. I was like, I wonder how they deal with some of the diversity aspect, right? So like many tech companies, Apple's been sort of slammed for that. Um, so I'm pretty sure they'll they'll handle you know you know white. Anglo-Saxon related to Mark Zuckerberg looking kind of folks. Okay, that's great. There, there's plenty of folks like that working in Cupertino. They also have plenty of, um, you know, Asians working there. So they probably generally have that sort of case covered. But I wonder how it's going to work for uh, darker skinned folks, right? So African-American community would be interesting. And also... Um, what came up in the conversation is like when people wear makeup, um, is there enough extreme in the makeup that would change things? So normally makeup doesn't change the shape of your face, so it's not that, but can you disrupt the IR enough? Um, yeah, but infra- infrared doesn't see color, things? so I don't think, infrared doesn't see color, so I don't think that the, any of those cases stands up, right? Because in infrared, it's going to pick up the same map whether you're Caucasian or not. So infrared is uh, the absorption of, of that is, I mean, it still applies under the same conditions, right? It's not like it reflects perfectly. It's not like every surface is a mirror to it. Like You, you can test this by no. putting like white and black backgrounds behind something and, and seeing if your IR sensor Yeah, but my, po- my, point is, my point is that people see color. Infrared doesn't see color is what I'm saying, right? Because like, the wavelength. Right? Sure, but different colored don't things know what and, and really therefore sees, like right? different colored people might be an interesting test to go see for like Possibly. IR absorption and how that impacts things, right? Um, and something that, that came up in part of that conversation was what happens if you do something that's sort of cosmetically fashionable like eyelid tape that um, some mm, uh, right. Asian American folks will, will use. Um, I have some it's a temporary I don't thing. use it, but I have some. Yeah, yeah. so it will change the shape <laughs> of your eyes there, right? Like how how far do the edges of this thing go before it decides that you're not you? Well, I think it'd be well, something like fun said, to Halloween see. Halloween and masquerade parties are going to be real problematic, yeah. right? Yeah. What people call a babysitter. Yeah, well, how much sort of give does it have? Because they're like, if you grow, I'm assuming if you grow a beard like slowly at normal beard growing length then they'll allow it but if you suddenly put on like a fake beard will that be too much to over you know what i mean like do you have to grow it over time naturally and then i don't, every know, I don't day... know about you greg but in three days i have i have almost a full beard <laughs> that's what i mean though but if you yeah. just put on a, a like if you didn't unlock your phone for a week and you didn't shave or something yeah. like that then yeah. would that be okay or does it have to be incremental so i just wonder what the level of give there is like maybe putting on ma- putting on the eye tape like maybe that's like okay that's like a plus three change in your appearance but they allow for like a plus or minus eight or something like that like i, I mm. there's got to be some give there and then it slowly moves the like a moving average it slowly moves it to that direction it's like oh your eyes are now always that shape so we're slowly going to shift over to that side um so whatever they've tuned it to i feel like you know they have to take they have to allow for that kind of thing beard growth eye changes uh just people getting older you know glasses that kind of thing so yeah i don't know yeah wrinkles yeah but the, piercings, but the uh all these things. The, the touch id uh um, session or whatever you want 
call it expires after 24 hours or yeah, 48 hours, I think it is, right? So like with, with Touch ID now on your Mac or on your, your phone, after if you haven't touched the device in, in a period of time, you have to enter the passcode. So I think it's going to be the same rule for Face ID as well, right? I can see that not but happening because but, but that's even, kind of annoying. It's, it's like every week for me, I have to re-put in my passcode. Oh, yeah. um, like I, I, unlock my, I unlock my phone every day, guaranteed, right? But every, I think it's every week or every like six days because it's not always on the, the same day of the week. But every bit, like six days, I have to put in my passcode. But I feel like yeah. Face ID is more like it's one in a million, not one in 50,000 more accurate. I don't know. I could see them. Oh, you think? I could, you I could think? see them yeah. revisiting that policy and saying, you know what? Let's just require it on a reboot. Or if you do that SOS mode, you hit the power button five times. But uh, they're like, ah, that one week thing, let's let's re- let's remove that. I don't know. Yeah, like, like uh, so my iPad, because I don't often use it every day, that does it. But like my, my Mac, my uh, Touch Bar Mac at work on long weekends because I'm gone for three days. When I come in on the Monday, I have to, or Tuesday, yeah. I have to enter my password, right? Even yeah. I think that's one of those, um, like your work, when they do that. It's a security policy. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a policy, too, right? like you can turn that off. Well, you can't because it's like an IT thing, but yeah. No, the, my Macs aren't managed yet. The, my, my Touch Bar Mac is just like, a, it's not managed by T. It's it's, a, it's just a run-of-the-mill Mac oh, for okay. now. But uh, yeah, yeah. So, and the same thing, like I said, with my iPad, because I don't, I don't always pick up my iPad every every day, right? But you you know, your phone and your watch, you kind of be, you'd be using it every day for sure. So you probably don't don't time out on that, right? So anyway, um, the good news is for the listeners to this show, we're going to be talking about this for the next two months because we're not going to know until this thing ships in November, right? Which is another issue about the iPhone yeah. 10. Is that Which all? Is that your way of wrapping up the iPhone 10 discussion? No, no. I think there's more to talk about on the iPhone 10 than, than just whether or not, you know, you can shave your beard and put on eye okay. tape, right? Uh, what else is there to talk about on the iPhone 10? Well, they showed off well, we um, talked about an emoji, right? Like that was already like, oh, you know, unfortunately right. revealed um, a couple days before, but mm-hmm. be prepared just like sticker packs. You will have tons of people sending you those. So just prepare yourself. And don't you think it's going to be like the digital tap on the watch where we all did that on the first day and then never again? <laughs> yeah, it lasted yeah. like a couple yeah. of weeks uh, at my office where we were trolling each other uh, during meetings. So when was the last time yeah. you sent someone your heartbeat? I mean, uh, yeah. maybe a few months ago. And that, even then it was accidental. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, so all the time that I had my watch and I was demonstrating that feature to people, there's only one person in the world that would ever respond to my heartbeat. And that was Eric Cerny in San Francisco. Oh uh, yeah. That guy. <laughs> he's got nothing else to do. So no, not surprising. Yeah. He's bored. Yeah. So OLED screen is pretty cool. I think that's neat. That's uh, I have the OLED on the, uh, it's, that's going to be a whole new experience too, as well. Um, same water resistance as the, as the iPhone eights and sevens portrait mode selfies. Mm-hmm. So the front facing camera on the 10 can do the portrait mode right, stuff. Right. Right. So again, the, so when I get to my answer, the, the camera features are one of the things for me is the reason why the iPhone 10 is the phone for me. But, um, yeah. What about that thing, that circular disc area that's missing on the bottom of the screen? We talked about, I think we talked about this a bit last week about how is it going to work, but, or did we talk about it on the Slack, I guess, uh, while the show was going on about how, what's going to happen to the bottom of your interaction in your, cause I guess it's as you roll about along the bottom curve of the screen is how you flick up to, uh, get the home, get back to home, right? If you're in your app or, or you want to wake the thing up or, and there's also the, the, the flick up and hold to get to the, uh, the, the apps that are loaded. Yeah. Actually, one, one thing that's kind of interesting is on the eight and the eight bus, are we still going to have the control center coming up from the bottom? I believe it right. is. I yeah. heard it is. So that's confusing because the two phones yeah. have different ways of getting at it. But yes, I heard it still yeah. comes from the bottom on the eight. Mm-hmm. So how does the control center go oh, swipe down to get the control center now? Swipe down from, from the right though. From the, from the right. right. Yeah. Oh, like, like a, 
sort of arc with your thumb? What if you're left-handed? Uh, it doesn't matter. Trouble. Notifications you already have many other issues in, in the <laughs> yeah. right-handed world, so... Yeah, you're already, you're already used you. to it. Yeah, Curse you, Apple. So notifications swipe down from the top left, and Control Center is the top right. I believe that might be Android-ish as well. Really? Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Because I think... In the, isn't that how it works on Android? Because the Wi-Fi signal you stuff know, is on the I right? You know, I have to say, the guys, those people at the fruit company are always giving us grief whenever we try and do things that are similar to what they do on the Android world. Hmm. Yeah. Hello, pot. This is the kettle. Yeah. Weirdness. So, and then how do we, oh, we double click the side button, which is the power button. I guess it's the power button that turns on, uh, is it the same as uh, we have on our, or yeah, same as we have on the phone now to get Apple Pay going, right? Uh, the watch, you mean. The watch, you double tap. No, I, I, oh, you double tap the home, the home button on the, uh, on the uh, phone. Right. Yeah. The watch, you, it's so confusing, Greg. I know. Let, I let me clarify. The, it's a great, it's Greg the is social correct. button. On the watch, you double tap. I think it's called, the, it used to be called the social button. I forget what it's called now, but the button, not the crown. You double tap the button. Right. To get yeah. Yeah. But, it, and, and I was just like an idiot trying to double tap on the home, on the power button on my, on my I believe uh, it's the sleep, oh, I believe it's the sleep wake button, not the power button, but I don't know what they call it on the iPhone 10 now. Does it have a different name? Cause it's not really sleep wake. Cause now it does Apple pay. Although that's the phone has to be locked. Is that right? Or if the phone is unlocked. Yeah. Normally. Okay. Yeah. 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 I think it, now yeah, it's probably that, called yeah, the today. super button. It does so much more. That's true. That's true. It does do more, right? So it does, um, for Apple Pay, you do double tap of that button and look at the device. So it will use Face ID for that. And you can also hold down to get Siri to activate. Ah, or you can right. do the Hey Siri oh. as well to do that, right? Yeah. Yeah. How, right. how are we going to take screenshots on the iPhone? Uh, it's the power volume down. down volume down, volume down, and, and the power yeah. button. Oh, really? Together. Oh. I yes. think that's how it already works okay. somewhere. Yeah, I forgot where it was, but... Uh, right, on the, on the plus. Well, similar on the watch yeah, where yeah. you yeah. push the two buttons. Hmm. Yeah, that they, yeah, we heard that Renee Richie tweeted about that yesterday. Um, so, yeah, so let's look at the notch. I don't know if you guys are looking on the iPhone. I'm looking on the Apple t- Apple.com slash iPhone hyphen X, um, or should I say hyphen 10 uh, URL. And uh, there's a section there about so much technology and so little space. This is the notch. Now has an infrared camera, a floor, a flood illuminator, a proximity sensor, an ambient light sensor, a speaker, a microphone, a 7 megapixel camera, and a dot projector. Oh, that's for the for the uh, base mapping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, oh, we didn't talk about Super Retina on either of the two. <laughs> super the, Retina. The new phones yeah it's like what's it it's it should have called it supreme retina you know to match with the burrito supreme model so what do you think about all the sensors on the front of the uh, in the notch and why do you think like seriously the notch really bothers i hate the so notch. Tim, let, let's talk about that yeah, one so so yeah. so what's the alternative to not have the little uh, ears and to have a reduced amount of screen we'll just real spread estate? this stuff out and tell the samsung guys to be quiet about the fact that it doesn't go all the way straight to the across just put the sensors straight across yeah. and i know you can't say edge to edge but edge to edge with a notch put a headphone jack count. there edge to edge with a notch that doesn't count just do edge to edge on the sides and on the bottom but the top will be a little bit you know what i mean i think that somebody has yeah, somebody yeah, had yeah. a mock-up of, uh, of like that where it was straight across the top um and then you just line up all the yeah. sensors that you need across the top i think that's that's the way i think they should have gone yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, for sure. I think that's a waste of pixels, those little that stuff. What are you going to do in that little area? Mind you, so, okay, I shouldn't say that because I was playing with some um, an app today that does network calls. And so you know where they used to have the little spinny wheel in the uh, when you're doing a network call, like, you know, you're waiting for something to happen. Mm-hmm. Now they've got, like, this little kit sensor that goes back and forth. Remember Kit Car from... Um, Knight Rider. M- Michael Knight Rider, mm-hmm. yeah. So instead of having... It, it almost looks like it's going in a circle, but it, it's actually just like a little L- animation of uh, on the top 
right hand ear. It bounces like back <laughs> and forth, right? Yeah, it looks like it just goes back and it kind of like it has the illusion of going around in a circle, but but you know like circle uh, flat towards you, right? But um, yeah, it just goes back and forth like like the like kit the kit sensor on the front of the Camaro in uh, Knight Rider, right? That was a Camaro, right? I don't know. I thought I it was know. a Trans Am. I can't recall. Well, same thing. <laughs> one's a Pontiac, one's a Chevy, right? Mark, help me. Well, out yeah, but twenty thousand dollar price difference, right? Oh, between uh, Trans Am. Oh and no, Camaro? I'm thinking of the Corvette. Never mind. Yeah, Camaro. Yeah, Camaro was a lower price. Yeah. 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 So yeah, so I mean that 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 one small thing they've got, and then they have the time in the one corner and I guess the battery. And where's your cellular carrier going to go? Uh, good riddance. Who needed that anyway? Yeah. So you can see you can see how many dots you don't have. No, you can see the signal cars. strength. You're talking about the one that says Verizon or Roger or Bell oh, or AT&T. When you when you say carrier, right? Is that what I heard? That's what, that's yeah, what I thought yeah, I meant. Yeah. 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 So good riddance. It's gone. Uh, I meant cell carrier. Really? It's gone. I, I think so. so. When you're in the states yeah. and you're roaming, how are you going to know if you're on AT&T or T? What difference does it make? It makes a big difference. But like, it's not, not if you got the right data plan. <laughs> it's not actionable, though, right? Like, if you're on T-Mobile, like, what are you no, going to do? True, it doesn't that's matter, true. right? That's true. No, yeah, but you know what? When you're in San Francisco and you're on a, and you get a T-Mobile signal, it's generally better than AT&T. At least that's what I found. Right. But if it says AT, well, like, what are right. you going to do? Minor not point. surf Minor the web? Point. Like, you're still no. going to open that anyway. Exactly. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's what. Well, that's what I say at work a lot now. That's not actionable. So I've turned into a manager or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So we have a little. Okay. I've got. I've got one of the. Uh, I guess the rendition of RS Techno on here. No, Aesthetica. Not even RS Techno. I misread it. So 941, and you get the bars, and you get the little ice cream cone with the amphitheater type thing for Wi-Fi, and then your battery. But no room for the percentage for the battery. Hmm. Yeah, I'm a, I'm so, a percentage I, option user, so uh, I definitely don't like that one myself. I just oh. turned that off. It uh, lowers your stress level, so I turned it off recently. And what are they, yeah. they going to do to yeah. represent a background mode? Right now they have like a red bar if you're recording. or a, Just the time. Just the time, Mark. Just oh, the time? True. Just really? the time. You get like a, a, a pill behind it that's either red or green or blue behind you know the this, time. You know this for sure? Or you I know it for sure. I've seen it myself wow. with my own eyes, ah. yeah. Huh. Wow. It's not so nice, I think, because it looks weird, but yeah. I'll, uh, I have it in the simulator. I'll take a screenshot. I'll send it to you. Huh. Yeah, I mean, just the, the camera, you know, and, and again, <laughs> it's funny. I, I, I was trying not to, I was trying to avoid this because like I heard somebody say today that we'll let the podcasters yell or, or complain about all this stuff. And here and we here are complaining about all this stuff. <laughs> Tim, that's because <laughs> you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain so <laughs> it was inevitable is it was for, poetic is that from an anime or uh that is harvey batman, dent from, from uh, the dark knight mm-hmm. oh batman i see okay oh and here we have the emojis at the bottom i'm just scrolling down through this uh, parallax website that apple's put together because you know parallax is so current right that's a web joke ace id is your password yeah so uh, a note here selfies. that i have is that the iphone 10 will have two hours more than the 7 um which implies that it does not have as much as the 7 plus because it's a physically oh, really? smaller device than the plus but slightly larger than the 7 hmm. yeah slightly better telephoto camera <sighs> oh no it's not a better camera it's 2.4 wasn't it 2.2 on the uh, other i think it's 2.4 and 2.8 on the 8 so i think it, it is better oh, on the yeah, on so the 10 is, so it is better yeah yeah better be for the money we're paying for this thing yeah so i was kind of talking to carol about this, this this afternoon and i just sort of said you know i'm on my phone all the time like you know i have it in my i always have it near me on my person i'm out you know i use it at work i do my i do 
work on it, you know, do billing and do podcasting notes and do all kinds of stuff. So, you know, the pain point for the phone. Oh, so I was going to tell you what. So we were talking about um, the price of the phone in Canada. If you, you know, get the phone, it works up to like 1529. It's 1529 Canadian for the 256 model, $100 for a case. And I'm being conservative there knowing Apple, um, $249 for Apple Care plus 13% tax comes to $2,100 and 50 something cents in terms of what this thing is going to cost. So I'm calling this the iPhone 2K. Yeah, it's really an interesting question yeah. on what the breakdown on, on people buying this thing versus the iPhone 8 is going to be. Uh, I, I do wonder if, if that many people will buy the iPhone 10. Well, it's interesting. That, and of course, you know, this is a fan day after fanboy um, uh, survey, but Ray Wunderlich did a did a, uh, po- a Twitter poll yesterday, you know, asking people whether they were going to buy an 8, an 8S, an iPhone 10, or not buying anything at all. Yeah. And it was a tie between the iPhone 10 and not buying anything at all at around 40 something percent. And like, so the, so the 8 and the 8S were negligible, like not even, like they didn't, they were no run, uh, what do you call it? Uh, no contest, right? So, which was an interesting result. Yeah. That kind of implies to me that, that the current folks uh, for the Wendy's are probably seven and seven plus users, maybe seven some success and success plus users, but they're not running around right, right, uh, rocking, right. you know, iPhone fives or anything, right? They've, they've at least got an SE if they went that far and, and probably because it's, you know, a smaller form factor. That's me. I have an SE and I'm jumping to a plus. So crazy. It's going to be like jumping into a boat. Yeah. <laughs> going from that to that. Yep. Yeah. So same glass back, uh, surgical steel, surgical grade stainless steel. So is it steel on the back or glass on the back? Or is it just the side? It's steel. I think it's glass, but I, what I was saying, glass backed steel. I think it's a glass back as well because they also do the uh, inductive charging on this thing. Yeah, no, it says stainless steel band wraps around and reinforces the iPhone 10, the special Apple designed alloy. There you go. See, gold point 2.0. So this is stainless steel 2.0 that's been durable, made more pure than stainless steel. Polishes beautifully. It's Valerian steel. Valerian, yeah. (laughs) And probably dragon glass on the back. Um, Oh, speaking of which, when I was was going through the the specs on the other phone, uh, Sapphire is uh, the crystal lens on the front of the 8. I wonder what it is on this one. got to be the same. That's the high-end material, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, we also, we talked about this on year two. We were talking about the fact that Apple had bought some plant that makes a sapphire mm-hmm. crystal lens, and we were speculating whether or not that was going to be on the on the Apple Watch, mm-hmm. right? Because the, the cheapy watch that I've got is just a glass one, and I think the, the, the next model up and the edition watches had sapphire glass, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. The stainless steel ones, I think, yeah. had that. Oh, you know what? It's a sapphire crystal lens cover on the camera. Not on the back of the. It's not the back of. The yeah, not the entire back. Yeah, it's just the camera. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the camera. Well, that's nice. Okay, I guess that covers both lenses too, right? So sort of. And I hope it's, it must be scratch resistant because my my uh, six has got a scratch on the lens, unfortunately. Six plus that is. Yep. So is that all we have to say about this guy? I think we can go into the um, the final roundup. So I can I can hear right. anticipation from Greg. I think he probably <laughs> knows. I think we've swallowed yeah. it along the way, but um, let's go. Let's make it, it. Let's it official. On here. Let's make mm-hmm. it official. Mm-hmm. iPhone ten. Tim purchase yes or no well okay so as i said before oh my god me, i just want a one word answer come on <laughs> he just wants a binary answer and we're, we're trolling him no, with definitely our elaborations yes. definitely, I love definitely it. Def- it's a yes it's a yes and the reason for me is the size because i've been lugging this stupid iphone 6 plus around for the last couple of years and i've had you know iphone smaller size envy the only thing that like the 7 i would get 7 plus because of the better camera the 8 i would get the 8 plus because of the better camera but since the iphone 10 is a smaller size and the camera and you know the justification of spending all that money and yeah so size and the the fact that it's got the better camera it's a yes for me cool i could be convinced by that but 
Um, we'll see if I last until Friday. I take pictures all the time with my yeah. phone. Yeah. So. All right. Time in iPhone 10. Yes, because I tend to get the newer form factors. All right, Mark. Somewhat reluctantly, yes. Interesting. And Greg. Uh, as of uh, current <laughs> recording, I am a no. I am gonna stick with my eight plus because I want everyone else to shake out all of the bugs of the Face ID, and maybe I'll get Face ID two. The notch, mm-hmm. I still just mm-hmm. cannot look at it. And again, all of the apps that are going to yeah. incorrectly do the margins and do the safe area, and you'll rotate your phone right. or whatever, and it won't look good, and you know you won't get the the you know it it just won't look right. The scrolling will be horrible. So I'll let you all um, check out the bugs there, and maybe I'll think about it for the iPhone X series too. But uh, I'm going to be a no for the iPhone X. Okay. Yeah, a lot of bleeding on the bleeding edge. <laughs> so now that we've wrapped that one up, um, the one thing, the the one more thing that ends up from the one more oh, thing right. is uh, oh, Air Power, which is their. They talked about using the Qi uh, wireless standard, and they talked about you know uh, Mophie and, and some other manufacturer. I forget having their own. This one is a fancy pants one from Apple that will charge both your iPhone 10 as well as your Apple Watch and your Air. AirPod dental ah, floss yes, case. Thank you. A special edition yep. dental floss case. Mm-hmm. So no new AirPods as we had previously thought from the leak, but just a new charging case. Yes. Right. Oh, what, the leak said there was going to be new AirPods. That's right. I forgot about that. I mean, technically it's like the case. So maybe when they saw the photo, they're like, oh, the case is different. So there must be new AirPods. But yeah, it sounds like it's just, uh, you can just buy a new case, I guess. So I'll go ahead and get my AirPods now. Right. right. I'm just getting uh, some info from Tammy here for the vote. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. <laughs> we, we should have her uh, all across the board. I, I know her answer for the phones 50 50 on the tv and i think i know her answer for the watch so what do you think sorry what do you think her answer for the phone was i didn't really oh the, the phones is no right like tammy's going back to essentials she's she's just gonna go oh, back to like feature yeah, phone right? A can, so, yeah, yeah. yeah right right was i correct so no one watch i'm gonna lean no on tv even though i was a maybe and no and no for the iphone 8 and uh 10 all right so yeah so is that it for air power anything else you guys want to say about that we're just waiting tammy's gonna try and join us for a quick quick last minute vote at the grumpy mom expect uh, comp- uh, I say let's wrap it up oh yeah let's do picks while we're waiting for Tammy so hey uh, let's do picks um, Greg or no let's do Jaime first Jaime do you have a pick yes two and a half quick ones related to this release of the iPhone 10 one uh, that we'll have in the show notes will be um, the iOS human interface guidelines have been updated for how you design for the iPhone 10 and it shows all the wonderful for the notch wonderful yeah. notch related stuff for safe layout and, and everything uh, and considerations on stuff you should and shouldn't do and there's two videos one is uh building apps for iPhone 10 and the related video linked off of that is designing for iPhone 10. So uh, it's kind of like uh, Christmas in July, except in September and WWDC was in June. So it doesn't really work as well as I thought it would. So hooray, more videos. Oh my good God. This layout diagram that they have on the front of the uh, of the human interface guidelines showing the, the, the safe area and the, with the boxes and avoiding the notch and even avoiding the bottom of the screen too. Like, like why, why did they make the screen so big? Tim, I don't, I don't really even take that much offense at that particular one. I think if we can get Greg's <laughs> mock-ups of the uh, table view stuff and oh, how that works yeah. with layouts and the notch and the safe area, I found that hilarious. Sure. Oh, on the Slack, right? I, I said on my phone. I didn't look yeah, on, yeah, you gotta look on the Slack. So I looked on the uh, table cell, the notch, LOL. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> well, the one that's the adulterated version. The first one is just the uh, the pure image from the video. 
Oh, I see. Hmm. So this is an actual ca- capture That's from the, the video, video yeah. Right? Uh, designing for iPhone 10, I think. Anything else with your pick, Jaime, while we're waiting? No, I have not gone through all of this material yet, um, but it came to my attention that it was available, so it's definitely something to, to add to your repertoire of WWDC videos that I'm sure all of us are still catching up on. Okay, so Greg, do you have a pick? I do have a pick. It is the, um, as a Swift person, it's the Swift programming language book from Apple that uh, I think they had the beta version already, and it was for Swift 4. So it's updated for Swift 4 now that we have the Xcode 9 GM and Swift 4 and all that stuff. So if you want to revisit Swift, then go ahead and check out the book. All been updated, but there is one chapter in particular that I wanted to point out that I have linked here, and it's the chapter called Version Compatibility. So it talks about, the book does talk about Swift 4, but just like last year when we had Swift 2.3 and Swift 3 in Xcode 8 when it was first released, Xcode 9 has Swift 4 and Swift 3.2, I think is what we're on. And so right, yeah, it yeah. does support both. I believe you can even mix and match, but because some of the way the Cocoa APIs are named and used and things like that are different between the two, if you mix them in your project, it can be a little bit confusing, although it's possible. And so there's just a few bullet points here, and I think the API docs have more notes about this, about some of the big picture differences if you are mixing Swift 3 and Swift 4 and what has changed. So check out the, uh, I guess you don't have to check out the whole book, but you can look at the release notes and look at the diffs there. But this one very short chapter about version compatibility is just uh, something to keep in mind as you're doing the migration, if you're doing it piece by piece. Um, so that's my pick, the Swift book in general and this one chapter in particular. True, and that's that's interesting for us because we're we're um, because we have such a large team, we have to be careful about how we switch from one platform to the mm-hmm. other, or one language to the other, one version to mm-hmm. the other. So this is saying uh, you can implicitly say if Swift less than or equal to Swift 3.2, right? Yeah, if you want to keep one source file and have a Swift 3.2 version and a Swift 4, you can do the if, uh, sort of like the if available checks, but you can do the if Swift and look for a particular version. And then you could, if you're like writing a um, an open source library, and you want to support both, then uh, there is a way to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And um, yeah, somebody mentioned the other day about not putting at object objc in in um, part of your code anymore, or is that what I'm? Uh, yeah. So is there more to this chapter than just this, or? Uh, I thought some of the things linked to other places, but this chapter is it. This is the page I've linked to. That's all it is. Uh, you'd have to look up in other right, places right. to get more details on it. But the object thing, yeah, that is a little bit different now. Uh, you have to, I think, say it in more places than used, before. Right? Anyway, yeah. Right. So I think Grumpy Mom's joined us. Grumpy Mom did join you. How do I sound? You sound okay. I'll let Greg ask you the questions because then I can, I don't know, I guess I guess I have to ask you the question. What is it, like roundabout? I have questions yeah. to ask now? <laughs> Tammy, you watched, the, you watched the announcement, I'm assuming, right? Oh, I sure did. So I just want four yeses or nos, although the other host did not listen and they, we all, we they, all they rambled on. Answer. But I'll just say, let's have four yeses or nos on what purchases you're going to make over the next couple months. So, Apple Watch, Series 3, cellular or not? Purchase? Yes or no? No, okay, but... Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, Tammy. <laughs> <laughs> if I wore a watch, I would get it, especially because it's got the uh, cellular in it now. Interesting. So, you would pay the $10 a month to add that to your cell plan? I would. Bringing the total cost of ownership to an additional $120 a year after buying the watch, you would you would still do it? Well, now you've done math on me. So yes, that's true. I, I'm I'm starting to feel a little dirty now, but okay. <laughs> Greg, it seems like you're leading the witness here a little bit. Too. Is, is, is this an objection? <laughs> objection overruled. So no, that's it. Yeah. Okay, okay. So you are intrigued by the watch, Tammy, but uh, you're not going to buy it. I think I think the watch has made significant improvements, which will come up when you ask me about the iPhone. Mm, okay. Ten. Okay. I okay. almost said okay. X. 
but 10. Yeah. You're jumping ahead. We're going in order of the announcements here. So Apple TV 4K purchase, yes or no? I would not purchase it, but my husband is dying to purchase it. Hmm. Okay. Which is interesting because we don't watch a whole lot of TV in this house. So. Okay. I'll put you down as a no for that one then. But do you have a, sorry, do, do you have a 4K TV, Tammy? No. And that's why okay. I said, I told him, I said, why would you want to do that? We don't even have a 4K TV. Right. Well, you'd be future proof, right? Yeah. And sorry, do you already have an Apple TV? I do. I got, I got in on the dollar dev deal. Oh, right. Okay. So you can just use that one. And then when you get a 4K TV, then maybe you can think about getting the Apple TV 4K. That's what I think we'll do. Okay. Okay. I'll put you down for a no then. Uh, next up, iPhone 8 or 8 plus purchase. Yes or no. Okay. Look, I can't just give you a yes or no for that because I have very strong feelings. Le- about le- this. Le- le- Before you get into it, asking you about the iPhone 10 is a separate question because I know in the developer circles, you might want to get multiple devices. So this is just the eight and the eight plus we're considering right now. And or, yeah. Yeah. I know, but as a developer and as a consumer, you have to take mm-hmm. into account the iPhone 10 as yep. the, as the same question as the iPhone eight or eight plus, because there's, there's a reason I would not purchase any of them. I wouldn't do the eight or the 10, the eight or the eight plus or the 10. Okay. And I'll tell you why that is because with the eight and the eight plus, if it were only the eight and the eight plus, and there were no such thing as the 10, I would buy the eight simply because of the size, right? I don't like the plus. The plus is too big. Mm-hmm. But because they added the 10, I would naturally want to buy the 10 because I think that thing is a killer machine. I mean, the specs on it are amazing. And I just, I really enjoyed everything about what they were saying. And I, it's nothing to do with the fact that Johnny was telling me all about it. I swear to God, nothing to do with that. Uh, of course not. Yeah, yeah. Of course not. But the reason I wouldn't buy any of them right now is because the 10 just came out. I'm sure it's going to be issues with it, you know, brand new device. Mm-hmm. I would not purchase that until they came out with the next revision of it, which means I'm not going to purchase any iPhone because why would I buy the 8 or the 8 Plus if there's a 10? And why would I buy the first revision of mm-hmm. the new device? Uh, before we continue, let me let me ask a side question. What is the next version of the 10 going to be called? Um, Not the X. <laughs> not X, yeah. I think they're going to have to call it the iPhone 11, but I, I, I don't know. It's so weird that name, the iPhone 10. Mm, okay. okay. So what, what happened, happened to the iPhone 9? 9? Yeah. 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 We were, we were going with iPhone 10 Series 2. What do you think? Following the watch nomenclature. I think that could work. Okay. Yeah. I'll put you down as a supporter for that then. And I will mark a big red X. So you're not going to purchase the 8 or the 8 Plus or nor the iPhone 10. Is that correct? That's correct, but I probably will get the 10 just because I'm a developer. <laughs> so I need, a, I need a yes or no answer then. Mm-hmm. So you're saying you're going to purchase the 10. I'm going to put a green check mark in your in that. Put it down for a maybe then. No, I, I have to purchase the 10. I have I have some things with uh, AR kit that I'm, I'm doing that. Oh, there you go. Maybe. I, I don't even like the maybes I have on here. That's just a cop-out. I can't do the maybes. But I, I, Tammy's not a maybe person. That's just unacceptable. Okay. I am not a maybe person. I am all or nothing. Okay. So let me total up then. Of the five hosts, watch is one for sure, two maybes. I'll count those as halves, so it's going to be two out of five for the watch. TV, one out of five. iPhone 8 or 8 Plus is one out of five. And the iPhone 10 is the winner with four out of five hosts planning a purchase. So there it is. But wait a second. Are are we buying the iPhone 10 because we're developers or because we're consumers? Because if I was a consumer, like I said, I don't think I would want to get any of them. I would wait until next year. Because you know next year they're going to have the 10, but perfected. Mm, The Series 2, of course, you mean. The Series 2, yes, the 10 Series 2. We'll do a quick round and ask uh, Mark.
Mark, are you buying the iPhone 10 because you're a consumer or a developer? And you can't say both. I want like a primary reason. No, primary reason is, is developer. Remember, okay. I I was reluctant about my yes. Yes. And and uh, a lot of the reason for that is that as a consumer, I don't think the 10 is is worth it. Okay. Uh, but as a developer, I'm sort of forced to get it because I need to be a developer. Okay, Jaime, how about you? My primary reason is as a consumer, but I will tell myself that I'm justifying it as a developer. But that's just me lying to myself because of the large purchase <laughs> price. Okay, okay. I just Tim, want the new shiny. You. Yeah, that makes sense. Consumer then. Tim? Yeah, for me, it's more on the consumer side because um, I, I've realized, you know, that I spend a lot of time on my on my, my iOS, iOS devices in general. Um, so since I use it every single day for 365, you know, I think it's uh, it's not an unreasonable. It's a, it's a high price, not unreasonable. By the way, we didn't, t- we didn't talk about why the price is so high, and it's because Samsung jacked the prices on the LED displays and or LCD displays and the OLEDs because they did that to the they did that to the the um, Galaxy Note as well because they they went from uh, an LCD that was would cost or let's call it a screen screen that would cost you know forty to sixty dollars they've jumped it up to like one hundred and fifty dollars I believe one hundred seventy dollars or something like that so that's why the huge jump in uh, price of phones this year yeah the Super Retina OLEDs yeah, but, don't come cheap yeah exactly exactly yeah, yeah. so I don't think the, it's only that um, though I think there's a there's a business reason for it as well. I mean, the, they certainly couldn't make the iPhone 8 cheaper than the iPhone 7 no, last true. year. So, so given the price point of that, the iPhone 10 has to be significantly higher right. than that. Otherwise, nobody's going to buy that mate. Yeah. I don't think the component pricing That's is true. like the primary reason. Like when they yeah. put SSDs in like the MacBook Air, they weren't like, well, we have to charge more because these are like, they're like, no, we have to, the product is going to be the, how much it costs and, you know, our margins will be less on the MacBook Air or whatever. And that's just how it's going to be. So I don't think that's like the number one reason, but definitely this is like obviously the premium phone. So they're going to charge more regardless, right? Yeah. yeah. But hang on a second. So in terms of pricing, if I was, I was looking at the pricing earlier and I think that the plus. So the if you if you look at the different size, we have two sizes of phones because of the amount of space or the amount of uh, um, storage on them, right? Um, the iPhone X or iPhone. Sorry, Tammy, you'd maybe do it. iPhone 10 jinxed me. Uh, iPhone 10 is starts at 9.99, right? And the iPhone 8. Where are you? 6.99, 7.99, I think, right? Oh, 7.99 for the 8 plus in, in US. I think dollars? so. I think the six was. Oh, sorry. Yeah, see, the Canadian Canadian dollars all distorts everything. Uh, so the plus is plus starts at seven ninety nine US. I have to choose. I have to choose a, 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 a carrier before I can get to the price. There are models and pricing. That's what I'm looking at. Yeah, that's where I went into, and that's make me choose one. Yeah. No, no, no. I, iPhone eight starts from six ninety nine. The eight plus is seven ninety nine. Right. And what's the high end eight plus? The high end eight plus. Um, I don't know. Don't they charge a hundred dollars more for the next one up? Yeah. I don't know. All right. Silver nine forty nine. So it's $150 to get the next um, capacity up. And that's still less than the base model of the iPhone 10. Yes, it is. Okay, so it is best, less yeah. than the base yeah. Okay, okay. I was, I, I, was, I was confused there for a minute. I thought that maybe the top end plus 8 plus was more money yeah, than yeah. the low end. 50 10. bucks okay, less. Okay, that makes sense. But again, to me, that $50 is like you're, you're, you're that close to the edge already. Then what's another $50 really is what they're going to, what the guy at the Apple store is going to yeah. say to you, right? You know, it's the, it's the medium popcorn thing. You, you make the price 
device that close that, you know, you kind of go, ah, I'll get the large, you know? Anyway. So for iPhone 10 purchases on the show, that's two consumer reasons and two developer reasons. So we're split down the middle. No, we, you know, we hang, hang on a second though. So there's, there's a, there's one other factor we haven't asked about this phone here. Cause I know Jaime was t- saying the other day that the 64 gig would be big enough for him, right? I thought that Tim, so but what, now that I've gone all in, um, on, um, <laughs> on iCloud <laughs> and paying for that, I'm like less picky about moving media off my um, my device. So I'm actually rocking uh, over the 64 gig limit on my 128 gig 7 Plus. So I will be getting the 256 gig iPhone 10, which will be 1149 oh, you, oh, you base price okay. uh, US. Right. Mm. Jeez. Tammy, That's Tammy, are, are, are you sitting down? Because you missed the part where I told you in Canada, it's going to be $2,100 with all the all the fixings, right? Wait, hold on. So, so Tim, so I take it, issue with some of your fixings. Okay, yeah, fair, me fair too. enough to add, add tax in. All right, but Tim's like, well, uh, but they're going to add AppleCare. Uh, okay, I, I might give you a pass on that one, but that's questionable. Uh, and then I got a new case, and then it, it makes my car look like crap, so I need a new car, and <laughs> my house doesn't I fit think, the car now. Yeah, and- I think you have to do the price plus tax, and I'll allow that. Yeah, but Apple, the extras that that doesn't count. If you want to get the extras, you want to get the, that's your business. But the price and taxes, as far as okay, wait, wait, wait. Let, let, let's 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 be realistic here. Do you wear a seatbelt when you drive? Okay, so if you're going to no, buy, no, no, if you're going to no, spend this no, much no, money, no. if you're going to spend this much money on a phone, you're not going to protect it. I never get Apple you Care. Are nuts. I never get Apple Care. You're nuts. I never get Apple Care. I never do either. Tim, the, the uh, Tim, had, I'll bet the, sale, phones the sales guys at Best Buy probably love you because you buy the TV. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you should buy the monster cables, and you no, should no, buy no, the no, 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 oh, 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 hang on, hang on. I'm taking exception <laughs> to this. I'm sorry. I have something to say <laughs> about that. Right? Apple Care is the one warranty in the world that is worth its price. No. All the other warranties are bullshit. No, no warranty is worth the price. I don't think I've I've had my my devices replaced a number of times. Well, now, hang on a second. Using Apple Do you Care. guys get the Apple Care for your computers? Yeah, laptops. I, I used do. to. I don't anymore. No. No, I don't. I believe in the Apple Cares for the computers and the phone. I don't know about that. That's a lot of money. Although I've I've had to replace my screen a number of times now, and with glass being on the front and the back, I might yeah. consider Apple Care. <laughs> I almost take exception to it. I've I've heard this a lot. People say my computer has all these problems, and therefore I need to get Apple Care. I feel like you're rewarding Apple with more money for them making poor poor. That poor may products. be true. That may be true. But I've had my MacBook, my app, my 2013 Apple. Uh, MacBook Air here has been in for Apple Care repairs three times. Then I would say, why do you keep giving up your business if they make such crappy products that you have to pay extra for them to look after it? They should just look after it. So just on principle alone, I won't do it. Well, I, I, admittedly, the two hundred fifty dollars for Apple Care Apple Care Plus is is ridiculous to begin with. That's that's another thing yeah. too, right? Like that's way that's way, the markup on on Apple Care is crazy. But still, you know, if you, you can call them up, you talk to anybody who's worked for Apple Care, you can call them up and say, "How do I dye my hair blue?" and they will tell you how to do it I, i'm i'm not paying money for that i don't need phone support so that's just that's just useless to me. but i have had i think one mac incident where i forget what maybe the hard drive died or something and it was like two years later this is back when i had like an ibook and i got it replaced under mm-hmm. apple care but i was like i could have gotten it replaced for a 100 bucks anyway so what's the difference i've actually lost money i'm making air quotes here i lost money by buying the apple care because i could have i could have gotten it replaced for way cheaper i don't know i think i think the yeah on a computer is a good idea i think on the phone i still can't i 
I still can't find a reason to do it. Even though I've, like I said, I've had to replace my screens multiple times. I've had a lot of phones and I've still paid less than I would have paid replacing the screens outright versus buying Apple Care for all the phones I've had. I would say a similar thing. If you put that money that you spend on Apple Care in a savings account and you just drew and you no, I'm serious, <laughs> and you drew from that to pay for your rip and you drew from that to pay for all the repairs, I think over a lifetime that would win out. That's what I'm saying. We could we could talk a, we could start a whole new podcast just on how to manage finances. You know, you have no Every idea. device that you've bought, Tim, every device you've bought times two hundred dollars in a savings account, you don't think that you've overpaid for Apple Care. You think it's worth it. I don't I don't always buy Apple Care on all devices. I, like, well, I it it doesn't matter. Channel, all I'm saying all of my, the money I have it on my primary business machine because it's my primary business machine. Yeah, but I'm saying all of the money right. you've spent you've given to Apple on Apple Care. I'm saying if you had that in a savings account, you figured out the interest and all that stuff, and you looked at how much it would have been worth today, have you gotten your money? worth is basically what I'm saying. You have. Yes, I have. I have two the on years, the computers. Yes, you have what? Apple, uh, on the computers, I mm-hmm. have absolutely gotten every bit of money out of Apple Care that I put into it with the computers. I think it's a, a smart decision to have Apple Care, especially if it's a business computer or your daily user that you're doing, you know, for whatever. I think having Apple Care, without a doubt, is the best way to go. On the Does phones, Apple Care however, give you faster service, though? If I if my computer broke in year yes. two and I brought it in... No, but if I brought it in yes. and I paid for the repair... You don't have to bring it in. That's the thing. You call them up and you and they make an appointment for you. The, the, it, it's like you walk into the Apple Store and they got their arms wide open. You don't have to stand in a queue. You get pre- you get a, a, a better service if you have Apple Care. But I mean, does the repair go faster? Yes, it can. Okay. I, I'm, like, I don't know. I'm saying if I, if I walked into the store and it wasn't busy and I had my computers two years later, a year and a half later, didn't have Apple Care, but I brought it in and I said, can you fix it? And they said, yes, we'll fix it. And then Tim walks in with his computer under Apple Care and he says, can you fix it? They say, yeah, yes, they'll fix it. Are you saying Tim's computer will get fixed faster than mine? Basically, I'm asking, I'm asking if money, Probably if money not. weren't, if Probably money not. weren't a question, if I paid for the repair or you paid for Apple Care ahead of time, I'm saying, does it make a difference? I don't think so. No, it okay. doesn't make a difference. Okay. No. So no. You're, you're just spending but, more money. Apple, I could but, be spending more money if I had paid the two ninety nine or whatever, and this repair cost me $300. Like I could be spending more money, but the service is the Yeah, same. but so, so in, in the entire history, you got to remember, I've owned computers a lot longer than you have, right? And and in the entire history, I've suffered all... I've had like a 13... My Wall Street computer had a had a flaky video cable that was repaired under Apple Care. My servers have had issues. I've had things replaced on them under Apple Care. I've been able to call them at like 2 in the morning and get support on my server because I had Apple Care. Um, my iPhone 5 jack, I've got video of my wife taking film of my grandsons going down the hill with giant snowflakes landing on the phone and, you know, wrecking the... Wrecking the headphone jack and that got repaired under apple care right i've had you know uh, battery issues i've had logic board issues i've had usb charger issues all kinds of things have been re- replaced on on my devices over the years on my business computers i've always gotten apple care on my ios devices it's been my iphone 6 plus and my ipad pro are the only two that i've ever bought apple care on and i'm not spending this much money on a device and not protecting it mark Jaime, where do you stand on the apple care line i have never bought apple care okay Jaime? i've inconsistently purchased it and i'm not sure why that is. I don't know if it was like a <laughs> something <laughs> triggered a fear reflex and I decided to buy. I don't think I'm going to get it for the iPhone 10. And having just mm. said that on the air, I'm quite certain my phone will simultaneously be crushed yes. and Composed, bent yeah. while it's underwater <laughs> and cracked. You know, yeah. 
<laughs> so on, on the 366th day, the 366th day after, of course, right? That's when all right, right after the one year warranty, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I will say that an issue has to be pretty contentious if it brings two Canadians almost to blows, as this one seems to have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I don't like that argument, Tim, because that's what the salespeople at like the Future Shop will say. Oh, you're spending this much money on the computer, and you're not going to protect it. I'm like, I it's under there's a one year warranty already. Why should I spend extra money to protect that? Just doesn't make sense to me. Again, I would just well because you get ninety days of support. Look at the look I don't at the need, contract. I don't need support. If it breaks, I'll come in and then you can fix it for me within the year. That's enough for me. So your your time to go stand in the, in the Apple Store is worth nothing. I'm gonna go online and book an appointment. What do you mean? I'm not gonna go stand in line. Okay. I'll book an appointment and then go into the Apple Store. That's what I always do. Even when I have Apple Care, I always did that. Yeah, I don't know. Greg, if you're gonna be in Toronto uh, long enough, I have spare Nokia candy bar phones that <laughs> the both of you could use in a duel if you want to settle this uh, the, the old school way. There's no there's no there's no contest here. There's nothing. There's nothing I'd be interested here. to know from the listeners. Um, I, you got to remember too. I'm also I'm also I have a history as an Apple reseller. I have a history of dealing with Apple one on one. I know inside things that I can't tell you about. That Apple Care is just a better service than any other warranty. I, I'm not there. doubting that. Is it better? Sir? I mean, it's just it's Apple, right? Like, of course the service is better. I'm not doubting that. I'm just doubting the value of it for me. That's all. Uh, but I'd be interested to know from the listeners about whether they buy Apple Care. And, and I would like Hyman did just um, sort of separate it between Apple Care for Macs and Apple Care for your um, iOS devices. I guess in general, I have bought it for mm-hmm. Macs before. I've never bought it for um, iOS devices. And on my Macs that I have right now, I think neither of them have it. They've all. Did I even buy it? I don't know. I have one ancient Mac. I have like a 2010 Mac. So if I did buy it, it's expired by now anyway. Uh, but I'm curious about yeah. what uh, what people out there are doing. Twitter poll. That's what we should do. Twitter poll. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I've actually spoken to some people on Twitter recently. Some you know internet pundits mm-hmm. who had disasters happen to their phone, and I sort of said, "Hey, Apple Care Plus," and they're like, "Yep, got it, all covered." See, that's so, what I don't like about the phone with that whole distinction between the Apple Care and the Apple Care Plus. How do you mean? Yeah, it's not, the Apple Care Plus isn't quite as good as Apple Care. Apple Care is a phenomenal, phenomenal package, but Apple Care Plus is is sort of a compromise. Yeah, I think I think if they offered Apple Care on the on the iOS devices to the degree that they do for the Mac yeah, devices, yeah, yeah. then I would purchase Apple Care for my phones and my my devices. I think when I was getting my iPad Pro, I had a long internal battle with whether or not I should get Apple Care Plus on that. And I ended up I did and I ended up not getting it on the iPad, but then again my iPad rarely leaves the house, so yeah. um but with with the computers, every single Mac I've ever had has had Apple Care and I have used it quite a lot for them. I mean, th- there's no question even when my douchebag cats threw my computer off the side of my desk and smashed it up. They are such douchebags. Apple Care fixed it. You know, I, I I went into the store and I said, "This is what happened." You know, because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make up a story. Oh, gee, I don't know why it's making that strange noise. No, I told the guy. I walked into the store in a in a different state than I live in, and I said, "My douchebag cats threw this computer off the side of the desk, and now the fan is busted and it's making this horrible noise." Yeah. I said, "Maybe it's covered. Maybe it's not." He says, "Do you have Apple Care?" I said, "Yeah, I have Apple Care. He's totally covered." And I, and I walked out of that store with my laptop fixed. So I want to show you guys a picture. My wife lost her phone the other day and I found it for her. And I, want you, I made a video of when I found it. So open that video up and have a look at it. 
Well, you're killing me with all this internet stuff, Tim. Oh, sorry. You don't have to look I can't at look it. at it. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll do the, uh, the descriptive video for you. <laughs> but anyway, it was raining the day I, I, and I turned on her find my phone thing so I could hear it peeping and I could hear, I couldn't tell where it was. She left it out beside the barbecue in a rainstorm. Yeah, did it work after the rainstorm? Yeah, it works. Wow. Isn't it waterproof? It's a seven, yeah, right? It's, it's, yeah. it's seven, seven. Yeah. But like, that's the kind of stuff I live with, right? People leave their phones in snow banks or dogs chew them or, you know, that's the reality. Like, you know, so stuff happens. Anyway, that's it. Dope. <laughs> Let's wrap it up. Did we ever get to your pick, Greg? Oh, we did, uh, right? Yes, we did. You may have to edit it for order because I think Tammy... No, no, I think I finished it. So, yeah. Yeah, I think I finished it and then Tammy came in and then we did her line on the chart there. So, uh, there might be a little right. out of order stuff. But right. no, I finished my pick. Cool. Yeah, then all I right. totally crashed your party. That's all right. Yep, yep. All right. Um, all right. So, I guess that's it for another week. <laughs> Long time recording here today. Um, so, uh, Jaime, if people want to find you on any drugs, where are they looking? I'm on Twitter as at Dev with a hair. And Mark, if people want to get in touch Mark with you. at smapsock.com or at smapsock. And uh, Craig, uh, where people get a hold of you? Also on Twitter, I'm at Greg Heo. And Tammy, when you get back on the internet, where can they get a hold of you? <laughs> when I finally get back on the internet, they can find me on Twitter at Paradox927. All right. And as I said at the top of the show, I'm Tim Mitra and I am T-I-M-M-I-T-R-A on the Twitter machine. And that's the best way to get a hold of me. So until next week, uh, and there may be some Twitter polls between now and then, we will talk to you later. Bye. Bye. If you want to find out more about the podcast or see the episode show notes, visit the More Than Just Code website at mtjc.fm. You can get in touch with us on the website or follow us on Twitter at mtjc underscore podcast. If you have feedback or questions, send us a tweet with the hashtag AskMTJC. If you like the show, please consider recommending us to a friend, writing a review on iTunes, or pledging any amount at patreon.com slash mtjc. You can find details on how to help us out on our website at mtjc.fm slash sponsor us. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Yeah, it's a hot topic. Wow, it's late. I'm going to hang up the phone because I have to wake up for a flight. To, I was going to say tomorrow, oh. but today in a mere six hours or something. <laughs> wow. Wow. Are you... Uh, Maybe I should just stay up. <laughs> are you going to, Pier- you going to yeah, Pearson? Yeah, going to Pearson. You're going to take the UBE? Oh, of course. Or? Yeah, only way to travel. When I came here, it was like crowded. Yeah. I was so surprised because I've never seen it crowded before. But I guess it's getting used once they drop the fares and stuff, right? Yeah, well, I don't know. Do they drop the fares? It's cheaper if you have a Presto. Yeah, card, it's like $9 dollars with sure, Presto. But... I think even if you pay cash, it's like $12, which is not horrible compared to like $30 yeah. or whatever it was before. Um, but yeah, it was like I couldn't get a seat. I had to walk to the next car to get it. So I was amazed, which is, I guess, good for them. Right. I've never seen it that crowded before. So yeah, I'll catch it in the morning. The only issue, the only issue is if you're on like a seven or eight o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. flight, and you have to be at the airport now two hours before. Is it yeah, and you got to catch the first train, right? Uh, or sometimes it's, yeah, there it's not even early enough, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it starts at five yeah. in the morning, and yeah, so so and mind you, you know, Carol drives me to the airport in those cases, and there's like nobody up at that time yeah. of day. So I think I waited for the five a.m. train because I had that. I had like an eight a.m. flight or whatever, so I took the five a.m. <laughs> oh, and. 
it, the train was like broken and they were like, oh, so they paid for everyone's cab. Really? Wow. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Like we got a refund hmm. and then they gave us all uh, taxi vouchers. And so cab check. Yeah, the cab nice. to the airport. And it was five in the morning. So it took like, you know, 15 minutes. So it was pretty good. All right. Well, thanks for coming on the show and thanks for coming to visit us in Toronto and doing an awesome talk. Oh, and thank you. Thanks for uh, showing up. Having a beer. And for taking and photos. I think you're the only one. Usually a handful of yeah, people will tweet much. at you, but uh, I think you're the only one. So thanks. You're welcome. All right. So we'll all see right. you later. Good night, everyone. Bye, Bye. Tammy. Bye. See you all stateside. Oh, Tammy, are you are you on an actual <laughs> telephone? I'm on my my iPhone. Okay, yeah, so that's uh, yeah, okay. But, but you're like through... you're calling. You're not like using Skype on your phone. No, no Skype. I'm oh. Skype. I'm on oh, LTE Skype. right now. Yeah. Oh, I see. I thought you were mm-hmm. like dialing in, like with the, no, your, no, no. your phone number. My internet is like one megabit per second. <laughs> really? Yeah. And no, did they like cut a cable somewhere like that feeds into your neck of the woods or something? I don't or? Know what the hell's going on? I'm thinking it might have something to do with all the rain and wind that we've had because we got the remnants right, of Irma yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, all of a sudden it just it just died and they're like oh well we can't get there until the 18th <laughs> like are you kidding me <laughs> it's not even the, the 13th well not even the, the the 14th yet so it is now well the 18th will be in time to order the phone so I think you oh you're not getting the 8 though so never mind yeah yeah I probably <laughs> won't go right out and get the 10 I, I, I will wait last minute and I'll use uh, Bill's discount to get it so I'm probably not going to spend a whole lot of money on it jealous yeah all right mm. i'm gonna hang up the phone mm. i'll talk to you guys okay. later safe hey, have, a, have a safe flight and all that stuff See you later. guys See you later. See ya. <laughs> all right so i'm hanging up too thank you for letting me come and crash your party sorry that sure. i didn't have uh like any way to record it or anything it's okay carol carol's got you as long as we weren't t- talking over you too much no i think it sounds good though right it doesn't Oh, it sounds. It sound, it's well. It sounds a little different. It sounds like you're on the phone, but you're. It's pretty good. Yeah, surprisingly. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. I will talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.